crap. They're evil. Sex signs of evil. Alex can have act evil. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. I buy that for a dollar. Those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Proper baby, buggy poppers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna, welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's, that's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Roundtable show. If you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSN Radio. Welcome to tonight's live episode of the Roundtable Show. I'm Zod Ryder, and with me, as always, are pyramid of great people we have the jackal and johnny alpha yo this is this is kind of cool only uh, only a week separating separating uh two shows in a row so we're doing pretty good not bad well we yeah. we, t- we took last week off to watch the movie super bowl and it was worth it man. i mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. god was that just the best shit show ever i mean it was like the oscars being handled by complete retards and especially that fumble at the end that was Warren Beatty's biggest flop since Ishtar, man, I swear to God. <laughs> Not since Dick Tracy has anybody looked at Warren Beatty and been like, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he needed his yellow coat. <laughs> oh, man. What a debacle that was. And then afterwards, he tried to blame it on Leonardo DiCaprio, said Leo gave him the wrong what? card. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like somebody else we know in the world today. Everything that this person says is true. Everything that everybody else says is false. It's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, and I, I, you're just going to make fun of me like that and act like I'm not here, Zod? That's nice. Oh, no, not you, Johnny. I know. I, I, know, I was just being a drop. Oh, Poor Leo pays for everything. Yeah. <laughs> gets raped yeah. by a bear. Gets blamed for the but, Oscar debacle. Jesus. <laughs> we we did come out with some amazing news. Suicide Squad is an Academy Award winning film, which yes. totally places it above it, above Man of Steel and Batman v Superman as greatness. It won a damn Oscar. So anybody that hates it, just ask the fucking Academy in the story. Yeah, well, personally, I think Justice League Dark was a better movie than Suicide Squad. I'll agree with you on that one. Like Justice League Dark's probably one of the best animated Justice, films. Justice League uh, Dark was better than uh, Doctor Strange, and that's saying a lot because Doctor Strange was a great film. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll go that far. I mean, like I, I, I really I can't love... believe. Honestly, I can't believe they went that as far as they did with that Justice League Dark cartoon. I was, I was really impressed that they allowed them to really pushed the envelope. I mean, I know it was an R-rated animated movie, but still. Yeah, yeah. having Batman fight that, Batman fighting that giant shit monster in the hospital and he used the defibrillators, that was, that was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen Batman do. That wasn't even the comics. It, well, it's at the beginning of the movie. It's not like really one of the big sequences in it. It's not like I'm telling yeah, and who there, and, and, you know, just to point out, there are a lot of really great sequences in it, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, no, some of the best action set pieces I've seen in a DC animated film, I mean, like I said, better fight scenes than you'll see in the actual regular Justice League movie. 
Um, when the, when Swamp Thing, he's like sends all his shit down, and he's going and is flying through the city after Destiny and stuff. That that was just amazing animation. I didn't know that the DC animated people could do stuff that wild. Yeah, they definitely they've definitely outdone themselves. But see, that's a, a level of creation where they really really excel their comics may be sucking and their movies may not be doing very well but their animated films are usually top notch which is really incredible there's only been one so far that i can't put a a stamp of approval on so yeah no their animated films are um amazing to say the least i I, aside from killing joke they've all been just stellar since mask of the phantasm i mean then we're talking decades on decades of putting these movies out now so yeah, they're definitely good. And see, even that's subject to like opinion because I thought Killing Joke was an excellent movie. Oh, God. oh I agree so, with really you. Well, I really liked it too, and I'm a big I'm a big fan of the uh, you know original story, the original graphic novel, yeah. and I'm I kind of consider myself a purist, and I really liked the the animated movie too. I liked what they did with it. I mean, I mean consider. Considering the fact that they that they had to add all that extra padding to make the movie longer and to what you mean all that garbage bullshit? Yeah, no. Honestly, you guys are literally the two people in the world that actually think that that movie was good. And honestly, so I mean, it's, I don't it's know, kind of, man. I went to see it in a theater yeah. with a crowd full of people, and they all seemed to really enjoy it. It got a standing ovation at the end. So well, you I don't might know be what the only you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it really. I mean, I mean there the, was a, there was at least twenty thirty people in that theater at least. So I don't but know. Even the, the extra, even the extra padding. I mean, it went well with the storyline of the Killing Joke. It's oh, not it, like they, it, 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 it's it, not like they did something that completely you know took away from the characters. I mean, I think it added yeah, to the story. Batman, Batman and Batgirl just getting down on the get down, dude. That Why was not? Stupid. They're human beings. I mean, you know, this stuff happens in real life. It really just kills the dynamic between the two characters, man. It was, it was really. disgusting. It was it's a, you got to look at it as an Elseworlds story. It's not like a canon story. And, well, you know, actually, you're that. wrong. Killing Joke is a canon story. It's viewed as the well. official uh, the official um, origin of the Joker. So, um, I, I, don't don't official, I don't know how official. I don't know how official it's seen, but. Because I mean, the, the the beauty of the Joker has always been the mystery behind the character. Of, he's an unknown character, so I mean, that actually gave him an identity. Yeah, no, and no, then no, that's that's what you get in the story. Like they did, when it finally got to the Killing Joke part, it wasn't. Yeah, so I, too I don't awful. consider it. That's why I don't consider it though to be canon, to be personal. Yeah, I'm personally honest, and it, especially with all the reboots and shit, like you know that, that's happened in the last uh, fifteen years. I don't think that's a, a canon story at all. It is what it is. It's, it's an Elseworld. I mean, at best. Well. That's how you view it, but um, with actual DC fans and, and actual DC company, yeah, they view, DC view it. <laughs> they they view it as actual part of the post crisis Batman canon, dude. It's 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 official part of it, dude. Now, if we were talking like Dark Knight Returns, yeah, that that's Elseworlds. That's makeup stuff that hasn't happened yet. But uh, Killing Joke is officially part of the canon. Until somebody right. Not somebody retcons it. Well, you ain't Dan Didio or Jeff Johns, so... Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I also don't have their bank account. Yeah, that's very true. Dan Didio. Dan yeah. Didio. But, I mean, like, honestly, they they rebounded really fast. They had the return of the Cape Crusader out just a couple weeks after um, Killing Joke. And by the time I was through with that movie, I, I'd already forgiven DC Animated for Killing Joke. And then 
Dark um Justice League Dark came out and it's fantastic. It's in my top five favorites. It's up there with um New Frontier and Under the Red Hood. It was just nice seeing and in my in my opinion it was just really nice seeing John Constantine in full effect in this movie. They did things with him in this movie that you would never be able to see him do otherwise, which I really appreciated. You really got to see the character of John Constantine done right. If, if and, how, and how he's looked and how he's looked at by his quote unquote friends, yes. you know, yes, like exactly. they, they handled that perfectly. The one thing that was weird and they really um, changed from the comics, but I thought it was all for the better, was making Dead Man funny because he's actually supposed to be like more moody than like Constantine. And, yeah, I was uh, expecting him to be more moody in in Dreb than he the movie. I like the fact that they gave him a sense of humor. Yeah, and that and I really liked the way they handled Batman, dude. Batman was hilarious in that movie. First, I was kind of pissed that like he had such a key point in it, but like he was he was classic. Him and just his. <clears throat> Whenever shit happened and he didn't get it, I, just, I loved it. I thought that they they handled him very well, made him kind of a fish-out-of-water character in the movie. It, it really helped it jive. It really helped, um, I don't know, come full circle. Ultimately though, ultimately, though, it's great because they were able to do that and make Batman seem that way while still keeping him... to keeping him badass that that is Batman. Like, he will adapt to any situation regardless of how bizarre it is for him, and that made perfect sense in that story and it was kind of cool to see superman sidelined in the way that he was too the way that they i mean they you had to have appreciated the way superman was used in that movie big given the fact that you're not the best biggest superman fan on earth johnny what do you think of how they used him I, I mean, it, it was a bit like how he actually showed up and was used in the comics, so it, it, it was neat. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't dislike Superman to to any discre- degree. I don't hate him like I hate Spider Man. I just, it, I, it, it's something I want to get into in one of my videos about how A list characters are written and handled by editorial that makes me hard to like them. But um, Superman's cool in my book ish. You know, he's got some good books. Not as cool as Batman, but but that but I mean, as far as the way they utilized him in in this, oh yeah, I no. thought it was great too. I, mean, I, I, just... I I thought it was great how they kind of just included the Justice League period. They started off, they showed that like, oh wow, these things are happening and we can't deal with it. Yo, Batman, or actually Batman blows them off. He tells them like, oh dude, you guys are stupid. This ain't magic until Dead Man comes and gets them, and then Batman gets involved, and then it's kind of too late by that point when the Justice League do show up. It um, has adverse effects, but it makes it for a very compelling um, third act, which I thought was great. I really, I, the one thing, the mystery between who the sellout was was pretty paper thin in the film, and it, once people start watching it, they'll figure it out for themselves. I'm not going to spoil that, but that's the only kind of little crux I had with the film is they made that little mystery part too predictable. Yeah, and uh, you didn't you didn't watch it yet, Jackal? Not yet. Nope. Oh. I'll give you my voodoo code for um, after we're done with the show, so you can. No, the funny thing is, I have I have it, but I, had, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch oh. it. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Oh, you've man. got you've got a voodoo code, Johnny. You want it? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I, oh, dude, the cut the embossed col- um, foil cover for the um, Blu-ray combo pack was just so beautiful, and it was only twelve bucks, so I had to get it. And so, yeah, there's a voodoo code for it. I ain't Blu-ray bin. It's not like I went and purposefully got a voodoo version. <laughs> I, of- well, I love voodoo codes. I'm a digital guy, so. Yeah, my voodoo collection is like getting pretty large. Also, like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny because not like I, I buy Blu-rays just to get the voodoo codes. You know, like if it has it, awesome. I love the Blu-ray, but 
has a voodoo code also, so. Yeah, voodoo codes are nice. Do you want my voodoo code for um, Justice League Extended? I mean, not Justice League, Suicide Squad Extended Cut as well. I've I've got I've got the extended uh, cut of I bought the voodoo version of um, of um, uh, what's that movie Suicide Squad because it came with two movies and a bunch of extra features. So yeah. did you buy the code only, or did you buy like the uh, Blu-ray? No, I bought it directly off of voodoo. I got it oh, for. Somebody was selling the code for like six I got the, bucks. I got the cool Target one. It's got like this cool like um like hologram cover, and it's got a book inside that shows all the amazing Academy Award winning makeup and hair effects that they applied to characters that won them an Oscar. So it was it was totally worth the yeah. the sixteen. Bucks I'm waiting or for them to put the I'm waiting for them to put the voodoo codes out for Rogue One. It'll be nice to get. And that doesn't come out. T- that comes out next month, right? That's an April yeah. release. Well, it's going to come out at the. There's, they say that the they say that the Voodoo and the iTunes uh, are, is going to come out at the end of March, and then April, early April, is the the Blu-ray. Oh, I can't wait, man. I mean, the, the movie's still fresh in my mind, but I, I really just want to watch it again. Like I, I yeah. love the movie. I mean, Rogue Goddamn One changed my life. I'm now a Star Wars fan again. Not as big as Jackal, because I won't say the prequels are good movies, but I am a Star Wars fan again. Here's a question for you. Since you both are going, like, digital, right? Uh, no. Would you, well, I don't know if Zod loves his digital stuff. Now, would uh, a movie like Rogue One make you go out and buy the Blu-ray? No. Well, wow, really? If it, if it was cheaper than the DVD, no, I'll buy it digitally. I, I don't I don't care so much about the discs. I live in a small apartment, and I don't really want to have all the all the clutter. So I'm doing my best. I'm like eBay selling most of my Blu-rays and things like that. I like I like the digital the digital concept because you can go anywhere. You can watch it on your you know your tablets, your devices, your TV, yep. whatever, and you don't need to be see. I'm totally pro-digital, and I don't understand, like, I can understand why people still, there are some people out there that still prefer the physical discs and stuff, but we're getting to a point where I'm a pretty, collector. pretty you soon... Have, you, can't, you can't have a rad digital collection with cool covers and all that stuff to oh, show yeah. people, which is... And, yeah. I mean, yeah, I look more like a hoarder than a collector nowadays, but I can't <laughs> stop it. I love it. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, dude, There's nothing I, wrong I, with I, that, though. There's nothing wrong with that, though. The greatest part thing about it is that we live in a world where you can, where both can exist and people can have whatever they want, but the reality is, is that digital is, is eclipsing it. I read somewhere where they were saying that the, that the idea is more people are watching movies now on their phones and tablets than they are on their TVs. So it's getting to a point where pretty soon well, it's... Well, yeah, I'm, st- I'm still not there because I can't sit there and watch an entire film on, my, on the phone or the tablet. You just, I can't do it. Either yeah, I don't know if it's I my can, ADD or my ADHD watching, or... I, I don't know my, what STD it, it must be that I have in my brain, but I just I can't sit there and watch it. I'm sorry. It's just after yeah. like 20 minutes, I'm like, ah, screw this. I got, I got something better to do. Okay? And, and I, I just... Got- can't do it. And I got such a wonderful TV. I mean, it's not particularly huge. I think it's only about 43 inches, but I mean, there ain't no fucking phone or iPad that's going to compete with that. Yep. Especially no, if you're so. watching something like Rogue One. I don't care how nifty your little Galaxy 7 is, it's not going to compete to 47 inch TV. Yep. In my opinion. And the universal reality, go to the movie theater and watch it 
from your house. So man, I, I I know that you're so <laughs> in love with it, but I can really give a rusty wink about VR movie theater watchings, oh, man. man. I mean, it's fantastic, dude. I I, I have to say, I, I it's, it's, never it's, go to the I, movie theater physically again. Just VR the shit. You know? When I can put on a VR goggles and actually be in Rogue One and be like able to squat down and just like stare at Felicity Jones's butt and stuff, then like yeah, dude, like VR's the shit. But if I'm just gonna sit there, and, according to Zod, you know, that's not that far off though. That's no, but you can do that, dude. You yeah. can do that. Have you seen? I mean, you you obviously have not experienced um, have not experienced the female form in virtual reality, bro. No, no, I, I obviously haven't. I told you, I've, <laughs> I, I tried the Oculus wow. once at Best Buy, and it was basically just a shark swimming around, and I could turn around and like look at it, and uh, yeah, it, it was nifty. No. It was pretty rad. It was. Not worth the fucking money they wanted to pay for it. That's no, dude. Dude, if you've got a, if you've got a, um, if you got a smartphone, you just get a, you get I've got a five and I hate it. I'm, I don't think I'm going to upgrade to a seven. I, I hate smartphones, man. I'm, I'm kind of technophobic, you know, like I just, I, I, I use my phone just to call people and text people. I don't have anything on it really. No videos, no movies. I just use my phone as a phone. Use your phone as a phone. Yeah. Wow. Well, then that's a shame on you because you that's could use part your phone of as many more things. I mean, yeah, it's... That's part of the problem. I mean, that's I, that's, I, like, that's I, like a Johnny I, Alpha problem more than anything else. If oh, I no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't saying it was anybody else's I, fault. Like I, like, I look at it this way. If I had to choose between, at this point, if I had to choose between the Internet and just having... And then, to, or just having my phone where I could just have internet through that, that's what I would do. I wouldn't have, even have home internet at all. You know all. what, dude? You are going to be like the first guy to get ghost hacked. You know that? You're going to end up, <laughs> the puppet master and the major is going to have to save you. I swear to God. Yeah, like, he's a perfect consumer for the new world order. Like, he, he can do everything digital, like, never leave the house if he doesn't have to. Just engage everybody and everything on his VR machine and just stay home and, Lay on a bed and, and live life through the VR machine. That's, you're the perfect candidate for the new world order, bro. You really, really are. Right. You just don't know live, it. Live life through the VR. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How does I'd rather live through the VR? For food intravenously. No, I'll be there you good. go. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Cool. You don't have to leave. Never. <laughs> I can I they could put you in a VR in a VR state and completely like hibernate the rest of your body, send you on a trip to another planet, like in the uh, Passengers movie with uh, what's her face and what's her face. Oh, don't bring up that garbage. I was I was gonna I was gonna bring up the the, the bad but ultimately watchable movie Surrogate starring Bruce Willis, which had people like in VR robot suits and they could pretend to be whoever they wanted, but they didn't actually leave their house. I, I would rather equate Zod to being in that than in. That garbage Passengers movie. Man, I, do you, have you seen Passengers? Though? I just actually yeah, uh, I, saw it. I, I, I've seen it, and it, it it was worse than I actually thought it looked by its trailers. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I, I feel thought it was bad a pretty for Pratt. Movie. I feel bad for Pratt. I thought it was a decent movie. I didn't I didn't hate it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I, it was a fun movie. I saw it a couple nights ago. I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm going to though. I gave it an eight out of ten. So I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Johnny right now is pulling his last hairs. There he goes, pulling them off. Now, sticking with Batman, you guys heard the news. Uh, it's official. I guess Matt Reeves is going to direct. Oh, yeah. Like I said last week, they made us, they made the roundtable show fake news because we yep. were over here talking about, <laughs> talking about <laughs> some, guy. some yeah, we were strange talking about... guy directing that nobody heard of, and it oh, turns oh, out no, no, Matt no. Reeves <laughs> doing it anyway. 
People have heard of him. Uh. He just he just directs awful horror movies. So the idea of him doing Batman, in my question is terrifying. Yeah. My question is though, how does it, how did his name get attached to Batman? I mean, was that even a legit rumor? Was that probably was probably from some BS site like Breitbart, and it was probably no, but, uploaded to uh, to that was an IMDb. IMDb, yeah. Yeah, and then somebody got it off of Breitbart and put it on IMDb. That's what happened. Don't blame Milo. Don't blame Milo. Milo didn't do it. I mean, <laughs> Milo. Milo didn't do it, son. Leave Milo. Milo alone. Leave him alone. He didn't do it. I blame no. Milo. Sounds more like something Campia would do with his ninja wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Like Don Campia, Jeremy Johns, and Chris Struckman snuck no, in. No, I used to like, and I used to like Jeremy Johns too. But he, yeah, he's he be. He's, he's been become, on that show. Yeah, he's been like on Collider a lot now. Like, did they hire him recently, or what's going on there? Uh, he was hard to sell out. If you watch, if you've ever watched his videos, you could tell that he was just like ready to sell out to whoever. And I think yeah, Collider bought his cheap ass for I don't know a couple a quarter, yeah, a couple mid mid roll ads quarter. in his videos. <laughs> hey Collider, I'm ready to sell out too. Hit me up. Fanboy ass reviews of you looking like Jerry Seinfeld's illegitimate child, and then maybe they'll hire you. Who are these movies? <laughs> That's not bad, dude. To tell you the truth, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna review some movies, <laughs> and we're gonna do it in VR. In VR, that's right. <laughs> VR technology. Now, but it's funny how we did become fake news there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Thank you guys. Yeah, and and, and Matt Reeves and Matt Reeves <laughs> saved us by actually doing agreeing to do the movie. I'm glad he's doing it. Did he save us? Even Ben, exactly, Affleck, even ben Affleck seems excited. Ben Affleck sent a tweet to him. Uh, Welcome to the Batcave. Let's see how long so that lasts. So I guess they're all on board. Everybody's singing "Kumbaya" now. Yeah, well, well, people are still, people are still saying that if um, Wonder Woman tanks, Ben's going to drop out of the project. So that's what yeah. that, that, that's still going on. That's that's a big rumor that. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say like, anything as far as DC goes now because we we don't want to be fake fake news again. So I'm well, not. Places <laughs> like Latino <laughs> Review and, and places like that are saying this. They have been right in the past very few times, but we've re- also reported on several things. Latino Review said that it totally ended up being complete wolf tickets. So yeah, like you said, maybe we shouldn't like put any. It's a grain of sand type of thing. But yeah, I'm not. I, I don't really think. Yeah, I mean they're saying. Oh, if Wonder Woman takes, he's going to drop. I don't know. I think he's kind of committed. And come on, Matt Reeves is a good director. And if he and if it's a good script, and Matt, and especially what the articles are saying that he dropped out not, of directing, not because he he didn't want to direct, but because he wanted to focus on other parts of it. Like he wanted to focus on being Batman and doing the doing the script. So I think that makes a lot more yeah. sense. Well, what, with what? Yeah, but with what's been reported here, with uh, Matt Reese taking over the project, uh, it looks like he's going to redo the script. So I mean, that's going to give this it's production. Okay. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine by me. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to push the production back probably a few months, which again goes with the rumor that if Wonder Woman or JLA tank, 
there's a good chance that Ben might still walk away from the project altogether because, you know, those two movies tank. Let's be honest. There's no future for the for the uh, DC universe in this current state, and, and most likely there'll be a reboot. So that's just. I mean, even, even Man of Steel two, which is slated to be uh, after uh, JLA, it's even even that's production still on hold. I mean, nothing's really uh, you know full you know full on going on that either. These movies have to make money. They have to be profitable. They have to be bigger than um, Batman versus Superman or Suicide Squad. Uh, they can't go backwards in the box office. They can't go backwards critically. They have to actually go forward, not get you know Razzie awards, but maybe more nominations in the Oscars or yeah, hell, at least be critically you know not panned. Which is what happened yeah. in the last two movies. Right. As long as the well, reception is good for them and they make good, you know, amount of money, then you can go forward. But if they don't, and if they're not good movies to begin with, yeah, I don't see bat. I don't see Batman with Ben Affleck. I see maybe Matt Reeves rebooting Batman and doing like a Batman Year One or something like that, and then just and having the DCU start all over again. But I, I just can't see Ben and the uh, the entire DCEU in its current state going forward if these two movies flop. It just I don't or fail to perform at the box office. I just don't see how DC and Warner Brothers will keep this project going, considering the the critically panned past films and if these two flop or get critically panned. Also, I mean, just I don't honestly how they would continue this uh, franchise forward like that. And um. Affleck is also not um, contractually obligated to be in any right. solo Batman movies. He's only signed to be in Batman vs. Superman and the two Justice League films. So if they try to force him to not be in Justice League 2 and be in a solo Batman film, it's contractually um, pliable. They, they might be able to pull that off, but that will be one of the three films that he signed to do. And if it tanks, um, Warner wouldn't just be having to kiss his ass big time, but um, because... At the point, he could drop out now and still not have any bad blood with um, Warner Brothers. They'd still want to keep him as a director because he has been a hit maker aside from his crappy new little mob movie that just came out. So, um, well, he's, he's had a couple. He's had a couple of hit films, but the last couple of movies he's uh, made has not performed well. Um, so you got to keep that in mind. Also, I mean, Argo did well. Gone Girl, he didn't direct, but that did, that did pretty well. But everything after that kind of uh, you know underperformed big time. And uh, the last couple flopped. So, I mean, you got to keep that in mind also. Maybe the audience is done with Ben Affleck. Maybe they're tired of him. Uh, you <laughs> tired know, that's a possibility. Uh, because, yeah, no, no, let's be honest. You know, they, they received a huge backlash when they cast him as Batman. Maybe what's happening now with his other films is a result of that backlash. Maybe the audience are, you know, fed up with uh, watching Ben Affleck in these kind of movies and they're sending a message through his other movies. Maybe they're staying away well, on purpose. Well, I mean, I, I can I can um, quote to being um, like that because I mostly like Affleck when he's funny. I don't think that he's actually that great of a um, dramatical agree. actor. Yeah. So, um, and since he's always trying to do these drama films, now it's like, dude, just be funny for a little while. You, he really is a funny guy when he does comedy. That's why. I think it's sad when people like him and Brendan Fraser get this idea in their head that like, oh, I'm going to go be a dram- drama actor, and it's like. Yeah, but you're not that good at it. You're better at being funny. You know, I, I understand you have a dream and everybody wants to win that Oscar, but maybe it ain't going to happen for you like it did for your buddy Matt. That's all I'm saying, bro. That's all I'm saying. Hey, K- Casey won an Oscar. His brother. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Well, Casey Casey has true talent when he doesn't phone his um when he doesn't phone in his 
his roles in because I mean, if he's been in a few films where he just acted magnificently in. But nine times out of ten, when you watch him in a film, he is so paper and doesn't sound like he wants to be there. So most people don't <laughs> think he can actually act. You know what's funny? Though? Who do you think is more upset over him winning that Oscar? Uh, Matt Damon for passing up on that role and uh, you know handing it over to Casey Affleck, uh, or anybody who ran against uh, the Oscars who lost to him because like damn Casey Affleck won the Oscar really? Like- <laughs> Probably most of the other people that were at the Oscars because he's kind of really disliked in Hollywood um, still because him and Walking Phoenix made that movie where they basically pranked Hollywood and made people think that Walking Phoenix actually quit acting and became yeah. a rapper. And there's still a lot of bad blood uh, between those two and, and a lot of Hollywood for that. So, yeah, I think a lot of the big Hollywood elites didn't like him winning because they're still mad at him. I don't, I don't think Matt Damon mad, I don't know. I mean, Matt, Matt Damon's known that kid since he was shitting in diapers, you know what I mean? Like, they grew up together, so I don't think he minded seeing his little buddy fucking get an Oscar, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but that could have been his buddy. Oscar, you know? But he's already got a couple, doesn't he? Dude, when you're, not, when you're an actor, a couple's nothing. You, you got to keep going, bro. You always want to win, continue winning, and continue getting nominations and stuff. You know, it's part of being an actor. Mm. Well, if you're an Oscar-chasing scumbag like Leonardo DiCaprio, maybe. But Which, some actors just enjoy doing yeah, the job. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't make any movie that ain't Oscar bait, man. He doesn't do films for just fun or to, to do them. He, he, oh, am I... Am I <laughs> <laughs> get an Oscar Mitch out of this, then I'm there with my big chubby head and goofy. <laughs> That's awesome. His big Jack Nicholson chubby head. His head looks like my big toe. It's almost it's almost as funny looking as Matt Damon's head. Which is funny Matt we were just Damon. talking about. Him. Oh, he he should have never shaved his head for that movie Elysium, man. He looked just like that guy from the Hills Have Eyes and that shit, man. <laughs> he actually did. <laughs> oh, he actually did. Poor Matt Damon. Oh, God. That is so yeah. awesome. The hills have eyes and they're mad demons. Now, uh, speaking of huge jackasses, I mean, huge Jackman, uh, you guys saw uh, the last uh, the last Wolverine movie, Logan, opened up with $33 million on Friday and it's slid into about $85 million for the weekend. That's good, Massive. right? Massive, yeah, that's huge. It's, I haven't it, seen it yet. It's an amazing film, dude. Like, you know how I feel about the um, Foxman movies, but uh, it, he went out on a very high note, man. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful film. It, it, it was what I expected. It didn't exceed expectations, but it lived up to him pretty well. So, I mean, it, it, it's a very classy, very quality, very brutal when there is action in it action movie man it, it, it's cool it's right up there if you, how's you patrick get stewart in it is he good in it still yeah no it's, it's patrick stewart dude what are you asking dude, yeah he's good at everything yeah come on now yeah well you know sometimes sometimes those x-men movies i don't know yeah but even the bad ones he's been good in it I mean, yeah I even in part he hasn't given a bad performance three, yet yeah even in part three with this horrible death scene he was still good in that so i mean Here's a crazy yeah, no. uh, here's a crazy stats. Check this out. Logan brought in thirty three point one million dollars on Friday, which is a very good opening. Uh, the Wolverine, the previous Wolverine movie that came out, brought in twenty million on Friday. X Men Origins Wolverine uh, uh, brought in thirty four million, so that brought in a little bit more on the Friday opening than this Wolverine movie. So for all the malarkey that the, the Origins Wolverine movie <laughs> gets, uh, all the the bad you know, negative talk that people give of that movie. 
it's still a huge movie. It made a lot of money. It made tons of money. And, yeah, it made uh, a lot of it made tons of money, and then and then people because people didn't realize how bad it was. That's why yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. Well, it had it a great opening, awesome but, how, movie, yeah. but how, how how did it finish up? I mean, because after word of mouth of that piece of shit came out, I'm pretty sure the the stats quickly dropped after that opening Friday. Well, it it uh, ended up domestically, I think, like one seventy nine or one eighty. That's not Which bad, not, actually. That's though. not bad. No, no, I mean that's more than the X Men movie, uh, the original X Men movie came, you know, brought in. So I mean that's not bad at all. Was, I think even more than the last X Men movie brought. Uh, so that's not bad at all. I mean, it's uh, for the for an origin movie with Wolverine by himself. Come on. Considering it wasn't the best movie ever it, made, it made it made money, but it, dude, it was awful. It was, I mean, like I really it wanted it. Had, it had awful parts, but it really wasn't that bad. I like the origin stuff with him and Sabretooth. I, I thought that was cool. I, the very begin, the very beginning when him and Sabretooth are in all the wars and, and that's the, awesome. And the, yeah. the movie should have been about that, in my opinion. Like it well, all been that epic. stuff, all that stuff was awesome. In fact, one of the things I, I didn't like in this uh, Logan movies, I haven't seen it, but I know pretty much that he wasn't in it. But uh, Sabretooth, I was kind of hoping they would have included him. Bring um, Lee Schreiber back. Yeah, great. He was. Schreiber was amazing as Sabretooth. That's one of the other things about the movie that really let me down because, like, the two of the, him and Jackman could have made a terrific film together if they didn't try to cram all that other junk in it with exactly. like Deadpool and stuff. I mean. That was just out, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, 26.3 million on a Friday. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, 35 million. X-Men Last Stand, which is the biggest of them all. Well, actually, the second biggest, I'm sorry. <clears throat> but it's the biggest X-Men directly uh, film. Uh, X-Men's uh, Last Stand brought in 45.1 million. Uh, X-Men United, which is part two, brought in 31.2 million. So this is like right there in the middle of like the biggest openings of the X-Men films. Uh, even though it's, you know, a standalone Logan Wolverine film. Uh, but it's still you know, right there in the middle of the pack. Now, the biggest X-Men related movie ever opening in probably film in general is Deadpool. 47.3 million on the Friday opening. And that still remains also the record for the biggest R-rated opening film of all times. So. That's not a surprise neither. So. And, oh, that, and the trailer that came out with for Logan for the second one with him in that phone booth and then just let's talk about that because oh my god that is without a doubt the funniest trailer I've ever seen in my life funniest he lays on the dead body starts eating his ice cream dude Dude, that that thing that trailer is so goddamn hilarious I literally I I saw it the first time I saw it online because I I saw uh, I know they played it on the Super Bowl right was it the Super Bowl they played it on yeah no I, didn't, I don't watch. I, I don't know. Originally, I got, I got played somewhere original, but I didn't see it. I saw it online like a few days ago, like the I, first time. I, I think it, I think it aired on Friday because it got released with the film. It came out with. Logan. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. But I, I mean, I saw it maybe a couple nights ago. It was on uh, the internet. They have finally posted it online. Um, I, I know that I played something Deadpool-wise at the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, uh, when I first saw it, I saw the whole thing, and I had to rewind it like ten times. It was just it was so goddamn funny. And it, Shut whole, up, Stan Lee! <laughs> just, and I guarantee you this trailer would not be in the movie. Like, none of this footage will be in the actual film. This is just like something they threw together. They thought it was really funny, and it works beautifully. And it kind of like teases you. It does what it's supposed to do as a tease. It teases you into wanting to see more Deadpool footage, and knowing that there's no way this could be part of the movie, because it's kind of the way it's shot, it's like, I, I couldn't see this being actually part of the movie itself, and this is like a flashback type of scene to a murder that he witnessed, you know, maybe something like that, but I don't know how they could incorporate that into the, into the second film, but either way, it doesn't matter, I mean, my money's taken already, I'm there, 
opening night. Deadpool yeah. 2. Done. Well, as soon as, as soon as I heard that they got the guy that directed the first John Wick to direct this one, and yep. that Pierce Brosnan's Cable, I'm like, dude, I'm there. I want to see Pierce Brosnan's Cable. That's that's got to be. Well, has that be been weird. officially announced yet? Because I don't think they've announced that officially, officially, officially yet. Last I saw, like he was hanging out on set, and him and Ryan Reynolds were hanging out, and like they it was. Ryan Reynolds was saying that um, Pierce Brosnan's who he picks for Cable, and he seems to have all the juice on that set. So. So he got Tim Story or whatever his name is bounced off of the um, the the second movie because him and they weren't having they weren't seeing eye to eye with the film. So I think if Ryan wants Pierce Brosnan as Cable, that's who's going to be Cable. Wow! But is Pierce Brosnan built James enough to Bond. play Cable? Because you need a big you need I don't a know, big man, yeah. hulking you need a big hulking dude to play Cable. Yeah. I mean, I I was thinking more but along the lines of they, like they, I don't know. They draw him smaller nowadays. You're thinking of the classic Rob Liefeld, Gorilla Man, Cable. He's actually kind of drawn like more regularly nowadays. If so, so now, movie. so nowadays he's more like he's more like Pierce Brosnan then. No, he's kind of more. It's, he's more like um, drawn to look like um, Ron Perlman. Like Ron Perlman should have been. Cable, oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, that that's a good that's a good choice too. I mean, he's still big. He's still drawn all buff, but I mean, he's not ridiculously huge like how Leefield drew him, like in the original X Force and um, New Mutants comics. Right. I'm thinking of like executioner song type stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineties, the big guns, bigger boobs kid. era. Yeah. yeah. No. He, he's yeah, drawn more. He, he's more. He's more. He's drawn more like a human these days, bro. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's a misconception. Isn't Pierce Brosnan a tad old though to play Cable? Well, C- Cable is old though. Cable, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but you physically you don't want to actually cast. I think somebody that old if you're going to do a franchise. Well, you know, they wanted I, to get that. Know. They wanted to get that dude that was on the show, um, Terra Nova. He was also like the bad guy in Avatar. They wanted. That's who the other director wanted to get to play um, Cable, and he's pretty old as hell too. But he's he's a bit more ripped, I think, than Brosnan. So right, yeah, physically. Uh, Physically, he looks more like the comics too. Like the See, comic I would game. I would go with the guy that plays the captain on the show Last Ship. He actually looks exactly like Cable from the comic books. Yeah, and he's pretty, and he's kind of mid aged and not too old, but he's got gray hair and he's pretty ripped. So I could see him totally as Cable. So yeah. there's a, there's a lot of viable options out there, but from what I understand, it's most likely going to be Brosnan, which is just weird in my opinion. It's weird, but I mean, it, Brosnan's a good actor, so I mean, I could see it. Yeah, you know, I could see him pulling it off, and they'll, but you know, Steve, and they'll adapt it, and because they've got, course. you know, do stuntmen and CGI and different things for things that Pierce Brosnan can't do physically. So, I mean, it can be done. It's just the idea that yeah, he's an older actor, and you know, but yeah, Stephen Lang, though, man, Stephen Lang would have been great as Cable, I think, man. But he's yeah, he's gonna be busy with Avatar two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, they, fourteen, fifteen. If they ever sixteen and seventeen, <laughs> eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty I don't know however many they're James Cameron wants to shoot on his ass. They'll all be dead and Avatar will still be going on. They yeah, haven't you know? even been still be, yet though. They they're still be filming them, they'll still be filming them but never releasing them, that's the thing. They'll just be filming yeah, just filming. Whatever. It's just endless filming. Yes. Keep announcing more sequels, but they still haven't made part two yet. It's just like, shouldn't you like make another one and like be like, oh, we're actually doing these before you start being like, oh yeah, we're just gonna keep it going. It's like James Cameron is. My question is, what if Avatar two flops? Let's just let's play this game here for a second. What if Avatar two flops? 
Like big yeah, time. Like, it really like exactly. Independence Day two flops like hardcore. Like it's holy shit, time. we never saw that coming. It made a hundred million overall, like domestically. That's it, or eighty million or whatever. Just a complete failure to connect to the audience. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody went to see a it. A bunch of uh, straight to video yeah. sci fi sequels. Jed the, the holograms type return for <laughs> in the theater. Right. What is something like something like that happens the and they, when they have all these other movies scheduled and already starting pre production on them, like would that tank the entire franchise going forward, you think? I think they probably try to, fails. They try mm-hmm. to kick another one out. They do a third one and see if they it was just a bad sequel. I think they'd give it one more film. Because the first one was such a high-grossing movie that it took Star Wars to finally dethrone it. That yeah, I think that they would give it the benefit of a doubt and at least a third movie. But Lord knows, like the third movie would come out like two decades after the second one, and a new generation would be ready for Smurf Smurfahannis, the the untold tale of whatever the hell they're gonna do. Because I thought that they told the story fine in the first one. Like, where can they really go from there? I mean, why would you want to go anywhere from there? You told your story. It sucked. Let it go. In the words of the bitch from Frozen, let it go. You know, it's funny you say that because there really is. I mean, when I looked at that movie the first time around, I was like, okay, this is a standalone movie. I couldn't see where they would want to go for a sequel. Where could they actually go with uh, with a sequel to that movie? I mean, you could always think of some shit and put it on the screen and, and make a movie, I'm sure. But, I mean, in the storytelling yeah, way, it does, I mean. I agree with you guys. It does feel completely standalone in yeah. that fact that you never need to see another one in and be you'd be don't okay. want to see another one. <laughs> be, well, besides besides that, though, John, I mean, with the way the, the story ended, I mean, that's it's like Ferngully. Yeah. I mean, you never want to see a Ferngully two or really or three or four. Leave it at one. You know, those Battle kind of for movies. Terra two. I mean, yeah. come on, that's exaggeration. You know, you don't need that. Avatar, I think, is the same kind of it's the kind of same type of uh, formula. You just you watch. Oh, yeah, it, but he was trying it. to build a universe with all that technology and all that yeah, stuff he was doing. That. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to evolve, evolve upon that. So we're gonna we're gonna know more about those blue people than we know about human beings by the time he's done telling the story he wants to tell. So but those blue people weren't really that you know, interesting to begin with. I mean, I that, never that, found them. That's absolutely them. true. I completely yeah. agree. They, have, they have USB hair. I, that was the one cool thing that they had. They had like USB hair. They could like plug their hair into anything and like it would talk to it. And that's about <laughs> the only thing they had going for them. <laughs> USB hair. Pretty awesome, yeah. I mean, anybody who wants more of Avatar, anybody that wants more of that franchise can just watch the extended version. It's like four hours long, isn't it? Right. How much do you need? I mean, honestly, create new shit. I mean, about the only thing interesting in the original Avatar movie, the first one was Giovanni Ribisi. That's it. His character Parker Selfridge. It's the only movie that looks. He's the only. He's the only redeeming factor in the entire movie. Is his performance in that movie? That's it. Oh no, no, no! Giovanni I loved is when, hysterical. Uh, I loved when they were having the big fight, and the evil general was in his mech suit and stuff, and like uh, Zoe Saldana was behind him, was going to shoot him with a bow and arrow, and his mech suit had like a rearview mirror from like an old Dodge pickup truck in it. It didn't have like a heads-up display with rear cameras right. or any cool futuristic shit. He had a goddamn rearview mirror in his mech. Old no school, so... baby. Old school in space. <laughs> Yeah, like an old Dodge Mech suit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, class class one. <laughs> yeah. Class one a hole. 
So that guy is. Indeed. Yeah, see, I'm, that's one film right there I'm really not interested in, in even... Uh, I don't even have like one percentage of interest in watching it. Yeah, and it's like he, he makes all. it seem like the concept for for that movie is completely original, and he's world building, and he's doing all that. But Battle for yeah. Terror is the exact same plot. Fern Gully's the same. It's the same thing. Fern Gully. Yeah. Yeah. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. They're all the same yeah. crap. It's a, he's just retelling yeah. a, a story that's been told already like ten times. I kept but, waiting for Zoe but, Saldana well, to gonna rip you? off of I, But the biggest question we have now, guys, is what big sci-fi franchise is he going to rip off of next? Or big fr- movie franchise in general with his Avatar 2? That's going to be interesting. I, I see, bet you they're, they're gonna, at some point, no, gonna I bet you at some point, at some point, these blue creatures are going to pull out like fucking lightsabers and they're going to fight with fucking swords. No, I'm thinking he's going to do, he's going to retell Pinocchio somehow. Yeah, Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to The Black Cauldron, yeah, is going to... Yeah, The Secret of Nim. One of those really go. forgotten Disney films that... Yeah. Song of the Song of the South. Like nobody nobody remembers <laughs> that one. He's gonna rip off Song of the South. It kinda you, fits, like since he did Native American Jail. He did Native Americans on the last one, so he'll do like slaves this time. Yeah, and he's yeah. gonna get sued by Neil Blotclamp, or however you say his name, because only that guy's allowed to make sci fi movies about racism. So which I don't think even James Cameron wants to he'll make rip a off of fruits. I, I really don't think James Cameron wants to make a second Avatar film because, honestly, he is dragging his heels harder than I've ever seen anybody drag their heels for on a film before. I mean, like, he keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a second one. But, I mean, like, it, it's honestly been a decade since the last one came out. I mean, I haven't seen this kind of shit since Independence Day. And Independence Day was supposed well, to be a trip first came out. And it, then that it, just, well, no, no, it hasn't been a decade. Avatar came out in, what, 2009? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been that that long, but I mean, I, I well, get what you're saying, but yeah, it'll be approaching a decade in a, in a few years. But I mean, I understand where you're getting at. But a movie like that does take a few years to like you know, put together. But here's the thing: it's not like he's been steady working from '09 to 2015 or '16. Yeah. He hasn't. He's yeah, done yeah. shit since then. So usually, he's been usually pre-production. All he did was all he did was he did one featurette for Terminator Genesis. That's all. He right. Did. That's the only thing I've seen him do recently. <laughs> He did the underwater thing where he got his submarine and went underwater and did his little thing. But usually usually he does a movie every three years. If you look him up on IMDb, up until Avatar, he basically did a film every three years. And then after that, he just kind of like, yeah, I'm making a second one sometime. It's going to happen, maybe. The movie I wanted to see him revisit and he never did was The Abyss. I thought that was an excellent movie. Yeah, Definitely. Well, that he, or True Lies, you know, it's another good movie. But yeah, uh, yeah, the Abyss yeah. was actually the Abyss was actually more original than Avatar. So well, much Abyss, more original. Yeah. The fact Avatar is it, it completed its story. Now, True Lies, I could see them doing another movie because Arnie has yep. a spy. You can go many ways with that, but the Abyss, it, it it told its thing. You know what I mean? It would be like doing Avatar two, in my opinion, just cash grab. But oh, I True Lies, yeah. They could totally do a really awesome sequel for that. I mean, Arnie's actually doing most of his best movies he's ever done right now, so I could, I, this would be a perfect time to do True Lies 2 instead of Avatar 2. And I'm Especially sure Tom Arnold could use the money, you know, the broke as he is probably these days. <laughs> and, how, and how hot Elisha Deskew grew up to be, the, the little girl that played the daughter in that? And she, oh, she yeah. Smoke. <laughs> True Lies 2. Maybe her becoming like a little spy or something. See her topless. Yeah. Is that wrong? 
No, she's <laughs> very beautiful woman, and she is over the age of 18, so no. Uh, I'm yeah, not, so, then. And I'm pretty sure she's probably gone topless, because she's been in a lot of weird like sci-fi and horror stuff since recently, so I'm, it might have happened already. She doesn't seem like she's that shy about it. I know Cameron uh, is going to get Terminator back eventually also in the next uh, few years. I wonder how that will play in. Uh, they'll, they'll, do a, they'll do a, a combo crossover. It'll be like a, a crossover yeah. between Avatar <laughs> and, uh, and like Terminator. The, be like the worst Dark Horse comic that nobody ever wanted to read. Yeah, Avatar versus Terminator. Somehow the T-800 ended up in the Blue World or whatever the fuck did, Pandora. Yeah. Get down, okay. you blue being. I kill you. We're, we're working for Gargamel, fighting the Smurfs, being evil. They ought to throw Gargamel in there. Yeah, man. Like, Hank Azaria has him, too. Like, just bring the Gargamel from the Smurf movies and put him <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> they, could put it, they could just throw him in a mech suit. It would be, it'd be epic. Yeah. There you go. I, I'd pay a dollar for that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Now, I'm looking at some um, fan art of uh, what Pierce Brosnan would look like as Cable. Pretty scary stuff. I'm sold. Yeah, it's not bad. Dude, honestly, like, he gets a cool glowing eye, a robot arm, and, like, a cool suit and a big-ass gun, and, like, I'm pretty sure Brosnan would look rocking, you know what I mean? So Check that out. I just uh, Skype it to you guys. Alrighty. Yeah, but hopefully he can beef up a little bit at least. Just a little. I mean, Oh, man, you you seen what... Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s sixty-year-old junkie ass can do to get in shape for. Uh, yeah, I think I think Brosnan will probably. Yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. is like he doesn't have to actually like show his muscles in Iron Man. I mean, seriously, he st- he still gets buffed up a little bit, nowhere near as much as like Evans and the other guys do. But he 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 yokes his arms up and stuff like that. He gets- why he doesn't have to? He's, it's not like he's really in the suit doing the, well, the because, moves. Be- you know, like, he because he's got to walk. Shit. He's He's got to walk around as Tony Stark, and he's got to be believable to, as, as a hero with the rest of these guys. If he's all chubby right. and looking like Gary yeah. Shandling hanging out with Chris, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. believe it. But it's the suit that has all the power. He does nothing. Like He's a face. That's When you see him in the suit, all you see is his face. You don't see anything. Like, he doesn't really physically have to do anything. So he well, could because- be a little chubby and out of shape. The suit is the power. Like he has no power himself. Well, he's, he's got to fit into it, and you got to believe that he's able to use it and fly around and have the muscles to do the stuff that he has to do with it. If he's flabby, you know, no muscle to... is required. The suit does all the things, man. The suit does everything. Yeah. He's an egotistical character. On top of that, that why is. would he? Yeah, he that would is. have to get buff just so he could would look proper standing with the rest of the Avengers because he's that kind of guy. And that's another reason why he has to do it, in my opinion. I guess. Yeah. I and guess. yet, the reason why you only ever see his face is because he's got um, really bad, what's that called, when you don't like being in closed spaces? Uh, arachnophobia? No, no. <laughs> yeah, claustrophobic. He's really bad claustrophobic, so like, um, he's never actually in the suit in the movies, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is never actually in the suit in those movies. They just take a close-up shot of his face, and then they animate the rest around him. And well, the, the actual it's, the plastic's really hard to move, so a lot of the stuff you see the suit doing is CGI. Oh, no CGI, yeah. 
most of it is CG anyways. I mean, I don't even think they have him actually doing the, like, you know, with the suit with the, like, the points on him to capture his capture movement or whatever. I don't even think okay. he has the capture. Yeah, I don't even think he wears that for the for the movies. You mean that Iron Man can't really fly? Oh, man, I don't believe I'm you. telling you, Iron Man is stuck on the ground. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. Uh, Stab. Well, we kind of have a, a fan um, ask topic. A good friend of the show, Crystal Storm DCS Woo Woo, asked oh, us yeah. to, um, to discuss whether or not we think that Ridley Scott is just a diva and that the world really just wants to see no butt clamps Alien 5 starring Sigourney Weaver instead of um, Alien Covenant or whatever it's called. Well, you know Which, what? That's a, that's a good place to to hold up right there, go on break, and come back and talk about that and discuss okay. that uh, because we are hitting a break here and we uh, need to Sounds hit break. awesome. Yes. So let's hit let's hit break and when we come back we'll discuss just that as requested by Miss Woo Woo herself, DCS. Pow pow. How's that sound? Sound good? Sounds great, yeah. Awesome. Alright, this is that. We'll be right back, guys, on the round table. Stick around, this is PSN radio dot com. being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store the george rodriguez show who i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. Supermanhomepage.com. Roswell. 
UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Roundtable show, and uh, we are going to segue into our Crystal Storm mind of DCS question. Is that correct, guys? The woo woo yeah. question of the day. Question of the day. And Great, that is, uh, bring it, do, we bring think, it on. do we think that um, Ridley Scott is just a diva, and does the world actually really want to see? Alien 5 by Null Butt Clamp, starring Sigourney Weaver more than Prometheus 2, a.k.a. Alien Covenant. And um, I'm just going to start off with my opinion. Um, I think that uh, the Alien franchise has run its course with Ripley personally. I think she was a terrific character. She had four films. Two were very exceptional. Two were went from mad to awful. But um, I think she had a very well-rounded um storyline and i think that um the idea that only she can fight the xenos is kind of a silly one not to mention i hate the idea of the sequels that retcon other sequels so no butt clamps thing it really didn't jive too well with me even though i would be happy to see um what's his name a uh, kyle not kyle reese um but um hicks back that would be neat yeah, wrong see, uh, uh, yeah no same actor wrong guy but yeah um It'd be cool to see him return, but um, I personally think that no butt clamp is a one-trick pony. I think after um, District 9, he really hasn't done much with his film careers, and Chappie was such a supreme letdown that his Alien 5 got canceled for a reason. So um, I personally don't completely agree with um, Crystal on this, but I do think that Ridley has also had his day in the sun, and I kind of would like to see somebody else take Aliens somewhere else, but... I have to say that that Last Supper uh, prologue video that came out this week where it shows like kind of the mood and the tone of the film, I thought that was wonderful. It was much better than the other um, trailers. So I'm a little bit excited for Covenant, but I'll have to wait and see it when it comes out because I actually like Prometheus. It's not the best movie, but it's a damn fun little sci-fi movie that played with the idea of ancient aliens. So that's where I fall in on it. Now, what do you guys think? Sad. I want to see Alien 5. I mean, I do. I want to see another Ripley movie. Ripley kicking ass. That was what was great about the Alien movies. Of course, the aliens themselves are great, but um, 
Alien Covenant looks interesting, but just because we're getting Alien Covenant doesn't mean that we might that we won't get an Alien Five. So you kind of got to look at it that way too. I mean, Covenant is a, a sequel to Prometheus, yeah, and, st- and it's still kind of in a sense a prequel to Alien and Aliens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we could eventually see Alien Five. Uh, Alien 6, Alien 7, and continue forward if they want to do that, which I'm okay, I'm all for that. I am just interested in, uh, Alien Covenant, uh, and seeing where the sequel to Prometheus would lead into, because like Johnny, I enjoyed Prometheus. I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed the uh, ancient alien stuff, you know, the beginning of humanity, uh, you know, the discovery of that planet. I mean, I thought all that, all that stuff was really neat. Um, I have no issues with them making alien movies without Ripley as the main central character, and let's let's be honest. Even if they go forward to make Alien Five and Six or whatever, uh, Sigourney Weaver is getting old, guys. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's but only so is so much time. and he's still keeps yes, making movies. So. And he sh- <laughs> and he shouldn't be making some movies that he made in the yeah. past because it it kind of destroys that character's image. Um, let's be honest. He shouldn't be doing Terminator anymore. I've been saying this for the last five years. They shouldn't have passed that baton to somebody else and just rebooted the franchise with a new actor or just, if you want to continue the story, fine, but you don't need Arnold in that role to play that character again over and over again. And I think when, where CGI is leading us towards in the next few years, you might see Terminator with his look and image, but it's going to be all CGI because at the end of the day, he is getting too old to keep playing. Like in Salvation, Terminator. like what they, right. like what they did in Salvation, basically. But, yeah. No, but it's definitely you know, better than that. Not to cut you off, but the idea of the of CGI getting to the point where we really don't need the actual actor. Pretty soon, it's going right. to be indistinguishable between. You'll be able to have anybody you need in a movie, like in a I mean, fr- Rogue in a big, One proved that in a big fr- yeah, in a big franchise movie like that, you're going to be able to have as many Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminators as you need because CGI can, is going to be indistinguishable from a real but, person. So but back, I, to I think, so, on, back to the I mean, topic on hand, though. But, I think uh, uh, but hold on, let me finish my, my thought here, though. I don't really think with the, with the Alien franchise that the character of Ripley is as needed as, for example, the uh, Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you want to believe that he's as needed as, you know, I guess you guys believe. But I don't think her character is as depending, or the franchise is as depending on her being in it as, you know, you guys might think. I think that franchise would do, fa- you know, do fine going forward, even if she's not in the movies. I can't agree more. Like I was going to say, in Prometheus, yeah. Numira Space, her character really stepped up. She was badass like Ripley. Right. She was a new yeah. chick, kicking ass, taking names. And then um, from what I see in Covenant, we got another little cutie with short hair that's going to pretty much be a kind of a Ripley-type character that's going to be kicking ass and taking names. Um, so I, 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 we're not. it's not like... It's getting taken over, and it's just going to become a dude movie now with some dude in tight pants kicking ass. It looks like these movies are going to stay with the theme of having a strong female heroine character whooping ass. It's just not going to be Sigourney Weaver from here on out, which I don't understand why anybody would have a problem with that if they're if they're if what they're looking for is a strong female character because right. they, they're being handled pretty well in the franchise, in my opinion. Numi Space was amazing in, mm-hmm. um, in Prometheus, so... We'll see how this girl is in Covenant. I mean, she looks like she kicks some ass. So I don't, I don't know, guys. I think Ripley's got one more movie in her. I think you could do, you could have one more, one more Ripley appearance. And yeah, but does Sigourney Weaver have it in her to play the part again? Again, Sigourney Weaver is an older woman than she was in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, but 
I mean, no, 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 they can see she's, she's not Arnold. She's not. She's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's sixty-seven, and she's not you know Arnold Schwarzenegger ripped. I mean, because her name was Ripley doesn't mean that she was ripped. Okay? She's <laughs> she's not. Uh, she she is a uh, she's a tall lady. She's like what five twelve, five eleven. So she's a big woman. She's a big strong woman. But I don't see her like you know getting buffed in the gym. You know, ready for another uh, alien movie. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. And just because she you know was good in the eighties doesn't mean at sixty-seven maybe. 70 by the time this movie actually gets done, then she's going to be, you know, good for this uh, type of thing. I mean, let's be honest, the last thing we've seen is going to weave her in the last 15 years has been movies that she's either just standing around, she walks around a little bit, she sits down. I mean, she she does very little action in these movies because of, you know, she's older. She's an older woman. I mean, yeah. that, that happens. It happened to Marlon Brando. He was an action, uh, you know, heartthrob early in his career. And then by the end of his career, he was sitting down in every motion picture he was in yeah, but because that's he because couldn't walk he... around. Because he was obese as fuck. Like, well, no, even before that, even before that, he 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 did a lot of movies even before that. Before he was so, that obese, where he wasn't as movable because he had back problems and knee problems from a lot of the action stuff that he had done earlier yeah. in his uh, career. So I mean, even then, you know, in his late thirties and early forties, before he became obese, he was still doing a lot of films where he would sit down and like most of his scenes were shot sitting down. You can even see that on Al Pacino's movies, where even on the Heat, a lot of these films where he sits down a lot in the movies because of the fact that these guys are older, you know, they can't be doing all the running around action stuff anymore, and when, they, when you do get a lot of action sequences, you should use a stunt double doing it. It's not actually the main star because of the fact that they're older, and he's, uh, you know, these guys are moving past that that age, and so going to Weaver, it's 67, it should be 68 yeah. in October of this year, it should be 70, perhaps, by the time they actually get this Alien 5 uh, going with her. So, at 70, do you really think that Sigourney Weaver could actually pull off playing Ripley again? Believe well, it. What do you think about a recasting? I don't think of, so. Because the actress Summer Glau, kind of the older she gets, the more and more she resembles Sigourney Weaver. I think she might be able to step in and play um, Ripley, maybe in like kind of a prequel or like kind of because the way that they wanted to do Alien Five, it's supposed to take place right after Aliens, and right. so Newt's supposed to be in it, and Hicks is supposed to be in it. So we would probably need a youngerish Ripley. So. What do you guys think about like maybe somebody like Summer Glau stepping in and playing the character? Well, I, I, my my mm. thoughts are that they'd get a they'd get a younger actress and they'd do CG to make her look more like uh, Sigourney Weaver. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about all that. It's a little too much. And Summer Glau doesn't really look a whole lot like her. I mean, she's pretty hot. Don't get me wrong. I, She's got the I, same physique though. She's like, really lanky and um. I, I can see I can see her as Ripley, but not because she looks like Sigourney Weaver. Just because I know the kind of actress that she is, she can be kind of feisty and um, you know. And look, she was she was great in Terminator, so I could see oh, yeah. I could see her just just for that Terminator uh, Sarah Connor uh, Chronicles. So I mean, I could see her just because of, of that you know that series and seeing her act in that kind of role where she could be serious and be kind of a kick-ass actress. So I could see her pulling it off, not because she looks like Sigourney Weaver that much. Uh, but again, look, if you want to just uh, continue forward with the franchise, I would hate to see them retcon the whole thing and go backwards in time and and do this as a uh, as a real sequel to Aliens, and forget four ever happened. Like I would hate for them to, or, or three and four to you know, ever happen. I would hate for, to, for them to do that. Just continue with the series going forward as it is, and move the story forward from you know from the last one to the next one. And yeah, but, yeah that's kind of the pro- that's kind of the problem nowadays, though, isn't it? Though Jackal, like too much they, don't, they don't stop. Yeah, they don't stop and just 
go with what they have and just keep telling the story. Instead, they yeah. just want, they want to retcon everything and say, these movies didn't happen, these movies happened. That makes it confusing. And it's that's completely. what, I think that's what creates the issue. I mean, in all honesty, even if you, you're coming off of a movie that wasn't so well received, like it was a bad movie, like say, say they say, okay, Aliens 4 wasn't as good as what we wanted it to do, so we don't want to continue from there. But actually, you could just continue from there. Because not everything yeah. in life that happens happens the way you want it to happen in your well, life, pe- right? So well, people go, people don't you like can't just Aliens. retcon and say, oh, that didn't happen. I didn't and Alien, that Alien 3 was a good movie. There was nothing wrong with Alien 3. I enjoyed Alien th- I enjoyed the hell Did out of Alien, Alien 3. Was Alien 4, was Alien 4 uh, pretending like Alien 3 didn't happen? Because I don't remember no. it. No, because she because she okay. was she died and then they, they they basically they cloned her from the end of part cloned, three right, right. And, okay. and and then they they what I really liked about Resurrection well, is she, she was like a human alien hybrid clone she was just wasn't a clone yeah the right. DNA the DNA got spliced right. because it was okay, rem- she was given birth when she died basically right it was bust yeah so it it completely got mixed but. I loved it. It really went into like Dark Horse Comics territory in Alien Resurrection, and that's why I'm not completely infatuated and have any certain affinity to Ripley because I grew up reading the Dark Horse Alien comics, which pretty much none of them tied into the actual film franchise. So I, I'm really used to the idea of like having these really amazing stories with the Xenos and Marines and all kinds of other stuff that don't have to be tied to having Sigourney Weaver in them. And again, again, they could make a sequel that takes place after Alien Resurrection without... Without saying that none of that didn't happen. I mean, that's the, that's the whole point. Like, I don't understand how, how retconning everything is, is the way to go, but it just seems like that's what they always do. Now, Winona Ryder was, she, if I remember right, she played, uh, um, Call. uh, Yeah, she played Call, Call, right, but she was uh, an android. She was a human. Now, why don't they bring her back? And it, it give her the role of another android in the movie or something like that. You know, that looks exactly the same. Like, Winona Ryder would be good to bring back. And that, that would kind of give you continuity from part four to five. And then bring a whole new cast around her, you know, to be the, uh, the main cast members. That I would like to see. That would if you want to have a little, if you wanted to have a little continuity in there. And Winona Ryder, right now, she's hot with these stranger things and all, you know, the stuff that she's been working on. So she's a hot actress again. Yeah, she's got her career going again, oh, yeah. which is really good for her. And she's oh, man. always really nice on the eyes, too, by the way. Yeah, no, I've, so. I've had a crush on Winona Ryder since I was, like, knee-high. So, yeah, no, I can always watch her exactly. <laughs> uh, she's aged but, really well, too. I mean, oof, my goodness. Yeah. Indeed. And she's, I, I like that she kind of still plays the same kind of role. She, like, in Stranger Things, she's basically kind of like... I kind of saw her as the character from um, Beetlejuice growing up with some kids. Right. and like, You know yeah. what I mean? Like She's still kind of like the same kind of <laughs> spazzy girl that she always was when she was younger. I kind of like that about her. She didn't. Like, I, I tell you what, I think you put her in the outfit from Beetlejuice and she can still pull that character off. <laughs> For real. Because she, she doesn't look like she's aged much from Beetleju- Beetlejuice to now. Like, a little slightly older, but... Yeah, no, she's... Uh, I mean, she got like the... the the sign on the signs on the faces uh, face of aging, but not too much. She's not. She still looks really young, like you were saying. Yep. She's just she's really hot still. I'd tap it. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly she's attached to a uh, Beetlejuice too. By the way. Oh, she cool! Uh, that's yeah. good. 
That's one thing that I they keep kind of trickling news from, and then it just disappears again, and then something else comes out about it, and then it just disappears. It's like I don't know if that's still in production for half the time, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it, it, yeah. it's like the it's like the Akira animated series that we we been keep getting told we're going to get Johnny. <laughs> same same, <laughs> it's, same it's thing. A lot, it's a lot better than the Akira live action film that we keep getting threatened with, though. I, I can I, I'll go ahead and take hints that there might be an animated series as long as that, f- that film adaptation stays far away from actual reality, in my opinion. Agreed. But, but we're gonna we're we're gonna finally get to see Ghost in the Shit at the end of this month, and we're gonna see if I'm right or you're right that the the this adaptation could possibly work. I. I well, I have some hope. I really do, but I just can't with the cast that, that film has. So, I'm uh, now, see now what? Now, what do you think is going to be worse, Netflix version of Death Note or Ghost in the Shell? I think that Netflix's Death Note is going to be watchable for one reason, even if the rest of it sucks. Willem Dafoe as Ryuk. That's going to be awesome. Amen. I agree. So even if the rest of the show falls flat on its face, we're still going to get to watch it for Ryuk, which is my favorite part of the anime anyways. So it's not going to be that big of a difference from <laughs> of an adaptation, even in my opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have so, no opinion on that. You've watched Ghost in the Shell, right, Jackal? Yeah, but I'm actually excited for the <clears throat> for the new movie, so... Yeah, but you actually—you're actually one of the few people in the world that thinks that Scarlett Johansson can act. So and she's very easy on the eyes. That's why I'm that, excited that for the she movie. Is. I'm not, I'm not going to say that she's not a lovely girl, but um, acting talent does not she have? In the words of you, well, opinion that is of yours, <laughs> not of mine. Okay, well, what I enjoy—I enjoy her acting, especially with the volume down and the, and the lights off. It's very good acting. It, with, with Zod's VR porn pervert fucking setup. Hey, you're gonna hey, yes. with the VR with the <laughs> VR. You're gonna be able. You're gonna be able to go there, Johnny. And there you go. You already, you already hey. can with women that are way better looking than Scarlett Johansson. But hey, well, there you, dude, go. you go watch the Avengers movies in the theater, and like you do not miss any detail of that girl's ass. Okay, so I don't need VR on that one, man. It's there. It's dude, tight. I promise you, if you try VR. In in the way that the way that you need to, your opinions will change. <laughs> Dude, you sound like you sound like the character Lenny in the movie Strange Days, man. You're like trying to sell me a squid set. You're like, there you go. Uh, <laughs> good, re- that's great reference. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, here, there's an here's actual a... there's an actual uh, thing up on Netflix for their for their version of net of of Death Note. There's no trailer, but they've actually got a placeholder for it, so apparently it's going to be coming out very soon. And one nice. thing they got going on that I really want to check out, they got a new Gantz series that, that's run. It's called Gantz Zero. It's a new anime. <laughs> yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. rad. I, yep. really, I really love the Gantz, the original Gantz stuff, so probably want to check that out sometime soon. Hey, now, do you guys know, uh, I don't know if you could watch this in VR or not because it's 3D, but... Uh... <clears throat> Check this out. We probably would uh, enjoy this uh, in VR, though. Side, I guess it's coming out in theaters again this August. Um, what? What? We were just talking about this franchise a little bit ago. Avatar. No, no, man, no. Okay. <laughs> this is an actual franchise, not you know a movie that wants to be a franchise. Terminator. 
close. You're close. That's right. That's right. He's releasing Terminator 2 in 3D, and he's going to be doing questions and answers in Germany. Yes. I held gutter that just so I can ask him. Mr. Cameron, do you really think that Avatar sequels are a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, too. Mr. Cameron! <laughs> uh, now, supposedly the movie's going to be distributed in, uh, all over the U.S. Uh, in, in August. Uh, producer, uh, produced by Carl Co. Pictures, the original, and originally produced by TriStar Pictures. The film picks up in 1995, 11 years after the original Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, the T-800 reprogrammed back in time and, proje- and protects John Connor. So, again, we get to see young Edward Furlong as he's a prepubescent uh, teen running around with a Terminator, getting shit blown up and uh, making him say stupid shit, but this time in 3D. It's probably going to be available yeah. on, on VR. It's probably going to be available through probably. the Oculus in 3D, and I'll definitely get it and check it out. It'll, it'll probably it'll be a great experience in 3D. Now, this is crazy. I don't know this, but since upon its release, T2 was the most expensive movie ever made at $102 million, uh, which it, with inflation is only $180 million with inflation, which is funny because uh, Waterworld was, what, $200 million? And that yeah. was like the next year that came out. Well, he got screwed. Like the, the Didn't a hurricane like destroy his set twice, and that's why Waterworld ended up costing so much money? That was part of the reason, yeah. Yeah. It's still an awful movie, and there's really no excuse for it. But I mean, like, he's got a little bit of an excuse, no excuse. for Coster. There's no excuse for how awful the movie was, but like, I I understand why it kind of costs so much. No so guys, are, are you guys interested in watching Terminator Two in 3D? If in they theaters? do it, I know v- you on VR. Yeah. I know you've been to um, <laughs> Universal Studios, Jacqueline. You've seen like the Terminator 2 ride that they have in 3D. If they oh, do some awesome. shit that's off the hook like that, then yeah, I'll check it out. But if it's just like your normal crappy 3D movie, I, I could give a rusty wank about it, man. In here's VR, a, yes. Here, here's the here's the kicker. What does this release? Because it's going to be like a normal, pretty big release, I guess. What if this release makes more money than the last like two or three Terminator movies that came out? Uh, do you think that might spark interest in maybe uh, trying to, another Terminator film in the next couple you know of years? You know what will happen? That's the genesis. I don't think there's going to be another one. It'll, you know. it'll be a retcon. None of those other movies will happen. It will have happened. It'll be a direct well, that's, sequel that's what, to Terminator 2. That's what Genesis was. Genesis yeah. was a retcon. They tried that yeah. already yeah, with Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah Connor Chronicles was a great show. And one of the reasons I liked it so good is it retconned part three. They, they, oh, Sarah Connor doesn't have cancer anymore because we jumped through time, which makes no damn sense. But I went ahead and took it because I like looking at Lena Headley. She was a very sexy Sarah Connor, and yeah, I man. hated part three so very much. So, you know, I, I went ahead and, like, that was a retcon I accepted. But the Terminator franchise has already had several retcons in it thus far. Why not again? Three times a charm, right? I mean, like in part three, when like <laughs> Arnie shows up and he's like, "I thought we stopped the war," and he's like, "It was inevitable." It's like that—that's basically a retcon. It's like, "Oh wow, yeah, no, we don't actually need an excuse of why I'm here. The end of the world was inevitable." It's like, yeah, and why send Reese or any of them fuckers back now if it's just inevitable? No, what I found interesting in this article that uh, that I got here for the uh, 3D uh, release it says the creator of the franchise, James Cameron, will act as a godfather to a new film. Through though it remains to be seen if he will be if it'll be another reboot or a continuation of the previous films. 
but it does say that there will be another Terminator movie coming out. So, and looking at 2019, maybe 2020 for it to be released, which is funny because he gets the rights back in 2020, right? Supposedly that's when they're coming back to him. Mm-hmm. So none of these other sequels will, none of these recent sequels will have counted for anything. For what they need to do is retry what they tried with Salvation and actually make a movie during the war. That's what people want to see. There you go. I don't want. I don't want to see time traveling androids for an eighth time. I do, show us the war. Dun, 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 dun. Well, didn't they try to show us the war with, uh, Salvation. with the one with Christian Bale, and it just yeah, it failed yeah. miserably? That and movie, you know, that movie was horribly written, though. I'm talking about like do a good version, <laughs> like make a goddamn Saving Private Ryan and Terminator. Well, see Land. that, yeah, but see that's what happens when you have Mick G direct the Terminator. They need movie. to get, they need to get Mel Gibson to direct it. Yeah, now we're yo, that would be epic, and have it be epic, and get, and then they can get uh they Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel to play Connor. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Andrew Garfield t- is the Terminator, like one of them. Andrew Garfield will play, uh, play what's the guy's name? Kyle uh, Reese. Yeah, Kyle Reese. Reese. There, you go. there you go. There you go. Yep. And Vince Vaughn will play his brother, that, the the guy that um the, the Beverly Hills 90210 guy played on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. He can play Andrew Garfield's brother. Yeah. And Jared Leto can play like the bad Terminator. <laughs> Why not? That'd be awesome. Why not? Now, yeah, it's, you know, came up with a great movie right now, right? right? That's, That's a great cast for like a Terminator sequel. Right there, <laughs> It'd yeah. be awesome. And, and all CGI Arnold's T eight hundreds in there just for the hell of it. But all CGI, no right. involvement yeah, by Arnold yeah. directly. But but again, you know, it has to be. You know, it can't be um, understated the fact that CGI is approaching. The point where we'll be able to, we won't be able to distinguish the difference anymore, and that's right. that's good for these kinds of franchises. Now, here's a franchise that kind of uh, it's let me down over the last few years because I really wanted a part three to this, and it didn't come out. It hasn't come out. And apparently, now they're going to push it back to maybe never coming out. Uh, and in fact, speaking of Jared Leto, he's in early talks for a Tron reboot. Which would just piss me the fuck off because I really want to see Tron three, especially after the way the yeah. second one ended. Why are they? Do, it, why are they doing that? The second one was so cool, and, and it made a lot of money too. Money. That's the thing. Oh, did, it made, did it make money? I thought it underperformed. Yeah. I thought oh, that's man, dude, it made four hundred million at the box office. Are you so kidding me? How does that underperforming? I love that, that movie. It and that's my cartoon, favorite soundtrack. And that cartoon ever. uprising was fantastic too. Yep. With the, the tied into that universe. Oh my god. Now look at the, uh, check this out, look at the article here. It says, uh, two days ago, Tron Legacy director Joseph Kosinski went on record about the troubled Tron 3 project as he, he was months away from Lansing in uh, Vancouver 2015, stating that the film was not canceled, but in cryogenic freeze at the Walt Disney Pictures. Now, according to the Hollywood Reporter, one of the actors who was originally in talks for 2015's Tron 3, a.k.a. Tron Ascension Academy Award winner Jared Leto, may revive the project as a reboot of the property, and he will play the character called Eris. Uh, Eris named after a Greek god of war who was developed, uh, he was, uh, developed, uh, as the original, uh, concept for Ascension. Uh, the screenplay with, uh, was developed with, uh, Leto in mind when they came up with the, with the original, uh, part three, uh, for him to be in the movie. But now it's going to be a reboot, not a continuation. 
and says while Tron Ascension had planned to continue the story of Gary Hedlund's uh, Sam Flynn and Olivia Wilde's Quora as an invasion movie said mostly in the real world there is no indication of whether those characters will even have place within this uh, reorganized project since it's being driven by Leto's star power while Leto has taken the franchise roles in the last year's hit Suicide Squad which I guess you can call that a hit and the upcoming made money yeah it did and, of course, he's going to be in Blade Runner 2049. This would be an opportunity for him to be the headline of an event film all of his own, which I think that's probably why they're pushing everybody aside so they can just have him as the main star. Because if you bring back everybody else from Part 2, uh, they're the main stars of, of the project, obviously. Uh, so, Jesse, and, you know, I can kind of understand them wanting you know, to bring some more star power into this with Jared Leto. Uh, but making part of of the overall you know cast and yeah, such, can such a good keep movie. making it evolving right. again. This goes back to our original point about you know retconning or rebooting everything. It's not necessary. I mean, Tron is a completely viable franchise as it is now. That and second the second film one was, was awesome. Yeah, dude, it yeah. was great. The visuals were fantastic. The story was I mean, great. It made me, the it made me go back and it made me go back and really appreciate the first one again and like yeah. seeing them both as a whole as fantastic. And I don't know, did you ever see the documentary that they did about Flynn? Um, mm, it was which one? it was a documentary Probably. that they did that was about that took place in universe that was in the film where they did a whole documentary about the about Flynn and the disappearance and all that stuff. It was fantastic and it tied in with, you know, again with Legacy and with the original Tron and man, I that's that's depressing to hear that they just wanna they're just gonna reboot for the hell of it. Disney's pretty stupid on the, on that note, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm with you guys, dude. Legacy was beautiful. It was a great yep. film. Nice throwback. Um, the young Jeff Bridges CGI was yeah. great, and the soundtrack was phenomenal. I've been a big Daft Punk fan for like ever, but like the score that they came up for that, it's probably one of my favorite film scores ever. I mean, it's just wonderful all the way around. And Olivia Wilde's always good to look at. So, yes, yeah, beautiful, is. Yeah. beautiful film. Totally. That's a that's a total injustice, really. I I mean, wow. I mean, they could have showed the actual character Tron a little more in it. That's my my one nit. Well, that's what, does show now, up. Now, what, and, do you yeah. think, what do you think? You, know, you watched the that the animated series that they did. You both have seen that. Yeah, uh, I watched yep, it afterwards because yep, yep, because yep. I found out the guys that did Knights of Sidonia did it before they did. So like I checked it out because I was like that sounds cool. They did a Isn't it great? Show. Isn't it great though? I mean it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 like um basically uh, Star Wars Rebels for Tron. It it's is... like everything that they put out for Tron has been has been great, and then they're gonna turn around it's and Xbox game. The Xbox game for it sucked. I mean, uh, look, I understand they the movie didn't make two hundred million domestically. It didn't. Uh, blow the box office, you know, roof off. But let's be honest, the first Tron was a flop. I mean, that movie made money uh, on video. It did okay as a cult classic, but the initial release didn't do well in theaters. The second one made $400 million worldwide, $172 million domestically. On you know, the budget was up there, guys. It was a $170 million budget, so they spent a lot of money on this thing. But with a return of $340 million worldwide, it would have broken even. It brought in $400 million, so they made money on the movie. It's not like it lost money. It made enough money to merit a sequel. To that movie, so I just I really don't understand this uh, by Disney again. Like you guys yeah. said, this is just a major blunder by Disney. They do this. It, 
if Warner Brothers can keep pumping out uh, Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, Superman movies from the returns that they've made, then we should be able to get Trons too, because it's you know, kind of the I'm same. Telling you. Learn from them, right? <laughs> Let's. I mean, this is terrible. Like, like I think Disney at this point is just thinking they can do anything. It doesn't matter, and they're going to make money. I think they're getting ahead of themselves. They need a major flop so, to teach them a well, lesson. This, I, I really hope that that Han Solo movie comes up before this, and maybe that'll slap them in the face and say that you can't redo fucking great things. <laughs> Well, they can redo great things. It's just that whether they do it properly or not is a, is a different story. Yeah, the Jungle, the Jungle Book movie was fantastic, and it was a yes. redo of it. So, so let's, let's be I honest. Just, I, I just ruined my own point. God damn it. Yes, 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 you did. And even the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but, the, but again, well but, done, Tron, so. but Tron is one of those things where they need to they need to establish, finish out the storyline that they have, leaving us hanging and not allowing the story to finish out, and then trying to reboot it makes no sense. At all. It's if like you're saying, to... well, no, no, it's like they're saying, well, you know, you guys waited over 20-something years to get the sequel to Tron, uh, but now nah, it's been too long since the last one came out, so we're just going to reboot it because nobody remembers Part 2, or Part 1. But wait a second. Why did you guys think that after 20 years we would be interested in the sequel to Tron then? Why didn't you just reboot from the beginning? Oh, because we thought you know the audience wanted it. So why don't you think the audience wants it now? I mean, the movie made a crap load more money than the original Tron. First Tron brought in $33 million worldwide. This one brought in $400 million. Maybe the third one will bring in $800 million. You never know, but give the audience a chance to grow with the project. I mean, we've waited 20-plus years. Obviously, the audience is there. The movie made $400 million compared to the 33 that the first one brought in. So, I mean, the audience has definitely grown with the Tron you know, legacy project in wanting a sequel to Tron. And finally, we get a sequel to Tron. We went to see it. The audience likes it. The cartoon was great. I mean, actually, I saw that cartoon. I thought definitely part three was right around the corner. It, it has to be. And yeah. to get this news, it's deflating. It's deflating like a, a an NFL football. And I, I love the game. idea of the I love the idea of the third one being called Tron Ascension. That's awesome. Yeah, everything about it is great except for the uh, reboot part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like one of the things that's actually really taken off, and I, I guess we should I should bring it up because it kind of retconned some sequels. But Jurassic World that was a huge hit. People loved it because it brought back Jurassic Park one. Yeah, and, you know what? And here's and the, then, it, didn't, it didn't really retcon two and three. It just doesn't mention like the events, but it doesn't. True. It doesn't. It doesn't negate that they happened. Either, it doesn't right? deny them at all. Right. That's the best way. That's it's the just best way to do these kinds of movies. You and, know, they, yeah. and they got a they got a sequel coming out. They got the entire cast returning, and people are excited about it. The the, official, the sequel's been officially announced, yep. and. What, what, I don't see why Disney doesn't look at that and be like, oh, hey, you know, like maybe we should oh, try hey. this with our shit, too, instead of just, oh, let's put Jared Leto in it, a guy that in his last film role that supposedly was a hit, people completely fucking despised him in. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a great game plan there, fucking Walt or whoever the hell's in, in charge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Walt hasn't been in charge in a very long time. But he, Walt he, is still alive, is yeah. Hey, that's frozen under Tomorrowland, from what I heard. George Clooney told me. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, George Clooney you, told you. And you believe that, Jackass, really? <laughs> well, he was George in Tomorrowland. He would know, all right? 
And look, I like Jared Leto as an actor. Fine, I think he's a good actor. You know, I have no uh, beef with him as an actor. I hated him as the Joker. Thought he was terrible in Suicide Squad. But I've liked you know his work before. But he's not an A-list actor when it comes to like putting people in seats in theaters. He has never girl. been. He's never. He's never been that actor who's a leading actor in a movie. He's never. He's always been the secondary or third actor in a film. He's never led a film. They even mentioned this, you know, being a project. A Mr. Nobody. Yeah, basically, well, he is Mr. Nobody, basically. But that movie made no money, also, Mr. Nobody. The only movie I could think of that he was actually, like, a star star in was Urban Legend. Like, him and, like, the red-headed girl were pretty much, like... No, he said, like, starring-ish roles in the past, but for the most part, his movies don't make a whole lot of money. He's not an A-lister when it comes to driving people. He's not, like, a mega-star A-list actor who is going to make, you know, a movie that makes two or three hundred million dollars that he's a star you know? Get somebody like Michael Fassbender coming into this movie. I can understand them having this type of attitude, but like Jared Leto. No, really? not even Michael Fassbender. I mean, I don't even think he's a big enough star to have that kind of attitude. And he's been in a couple of big, you know, movies. Oh, he, I'm he, talking he about like, like Tom Cruise, for example. Tom Cruise puts people in seats in the sweatshirts. We hate Tom Cruise. Let's be honest, he puts people in seats. His movies always are blockbuster films. I don't need a Scientologist Tron movie, though, man. I completely agree with that, and I understand your your point of view there, but uh, I'm using him as an example because he is a big star and he puts people in seats. I'm not saying that he would be good for this, but I'm just saying that if you want to talk about a big-name actor who puts people in seats, that's somebody to compare. Will Smith, for a long time, was that actor who would put people in seats. Jim Carrey was that actor for a long time who would put people in seats. I wish Will Smith was doing this movie. I'd love to hear his Tron rap song, man. That would have been great. (laughs) He'd actually come and do a theme song for it. It It wouldn't be Will Smith doing the movie, though. It'd be his son. Oh, Yeah. You just went and you would just went and shit that bed, Zod. You just shit his that son bed. Willow. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like I, you guys know how I feel about Tom Cruise, but I actually feel so bad for him for this Mummy movie, dude. Like I, I, I actually just I'm like, dude. Like you're you're finally in like the worst piece of shit you could ever possibly be in, and it's not even your fault, dude. I mean, Poor, poor here, here's the thing. Going into that movie, I mean, do you think when he read the the script or when he was approached by Universal that he thought, "Hey, a mummy reboot? That's a hell of an idea." Mummy cinematic universe. I think yeah. he he's going to jump around with guns like Brendan Fraser and have a good time. You know what I mean? And then, like, all of a sudden, they're like, "No, you're going to just be boring." And Russell Crowe's going to be here, and it's like, what? The trailer for that movie just was so awful. Like, I was watching it, and, like, usually when I watch a Tom Cruise movie trailer, he's the thing I hate most about it. But when I watch The Mummy, he's actually the one thing that I don't hate about the whole thing. I actually just kind of pity him in in, in that trailer. I'm just like, man. And I, and I, I like Mission Impossible 5. I thought that was actually the best one of his, like, little spy movies he ever made. He was kind of, like, on an upswing with me personally, but I... Can't can't stay with so, it now. So in other words, you're definitely not on board with this mummy movie, huh? No, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think. I, tell us how you really feel, Johnny. Monster cinematic universe. <laughs> so, Johnny. so was Dracula. Tell us how you really feel, Johnny. <laughs> and so was Dracula Untold, and that movie is completely retconned from the thing. I think pretty soon the mummy is going to be retconned from the um, Universal monster shared. They're going to they're going to finally keep they're going to keep trying uh, to get a Universal like. Uh, you know, movie uh, group together, like or franchise together. They're gonna keep trying and trying until they they finally get a hit film, one of these monster movies, and then that'll be the one that actually springboards the entire universe for 
Uh, the, the collective universe is the one to put together. Uh, which is stupid, man. They should just, you know, make a good movie and make a good movie. Don't they think about it. Brendan Fraser having... built off of his mummy movies. People already like well, those. Well, yeah, but those movies are already a little bit older, plus they're a little bit, uh, campy, and they're trying to go with something a little bit more serious for their monster films. Um, I mean, nobody wants to see a campy Frankenstein, you know, monster Frankenstein walking around. I mean, it's just, that's silly shit, you know. Nobody wants to see a silly Wolverine. Can't be Wolverine. I mean, not Wolverine. Uh, Wolfman. Wolfman. Uh, movie. Yeah, Wolfman. Movie. Like, uh, but, uh, nobody was going to can't be Wolverine movie either, but that's be his idea here or there. Hugh Jackman but, can't help it. He's a campy actor, but that's why yeah, we love him. Yeah, he is. Him. But, no, but in, in, all, in all reality, nobody wants to see any of these monster movies taken uh, as a joke or, or made campy. We want to see something serious, something horror. I think that's what they're, they're going with because they know that that'll be the only chance of them making money off of these projects. But you're saying that, the last three Mummy movies, I said for the last, well, the third one didn't do all that well, but the first two made a shitload of money and they were campy-ish type of action movies that did really well. But again, you know, that was the 90s time period. So, you know, I don't know if they'll do that well now. They weren't, you know. they weren't that campy. They were basically just Indiana Jones rip-offs, man. Like, they had the same kind of action and stunts and, and, and like, but they were a lot campier. They were a lot campier than Indiana Jones. Let's be real. Uh, they were they were about as campy as Last Crusade. You'll agree with me on that one. Like, the first two indie movies were, uh. like, a little, a little more on the chin, a little stronger, but... Uh, Last Crusade was a very fucking campy movie, and I'd say that, like the Mummy movies are on par with that, personally. A little not campier, quite. better uh, on par, but a little bit campier, just slightly. Uh, I'll agree to that. Especially right, part where you're going. But I don't know. I'm not too uh, sold on this uh, whole Mummy film either. But uh, I'm willing to give it a chance though, because I am a fan of uh, Tom Cruise's work. Believe it or not, Scientology apart, Johnny. I, I do kind of enjoy some of his films. So, Zai, what are your thought, thoughts on The Mummy? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a chance, but, you know, I'm not not too excited about it, though, to be honest with you. But I think I think Tom Cruise's best thing is to just stick with his Mission Impossible movies. And Jack mm. Reacheround. That second Jack Reacheround movie wasn't half bad. <laughs> It actually, it actually wasn't, man. Like, if it had a better star, that would have been a phenomenal film. It wasn't half bad with him in it, so, I mean, like, it's definitely that high praise for me. Jack Reach Around. Tom Cruise Jack special. Jack Reach Around, always go in the back, or whatever the hell it was actually called. <laughs> now, if you had, like, a creepy 80s mustache as you made that movie, that would have been really great for him. <laughs> Jack Reach Around. Awesome. <laughs> you know the, the biker mustache I'm talking about with the, yeah, with the but... handles? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Put Tom Cruise in that. Yeah. Just, just picture Tom Cruise with one of those mustaches. Just picture that real quick. It's like the, the mustache Danny Trejo had in From Dust Till Dawn, basically, right? That just that, that's, that's the one. Yeah. Imagine that on Tom Cruise with a cowboy <laughs> hat on. <laughs> it's on black leather. Yeah, he's... he's like black leather pants and like a, a leather vest with no shirt on. Do you see his bare chest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go to sleep tonight, man. <laughs> that, that my that's, that's scarier than the Bye Bye Man, Jackal Jesus. <laughs> that sound you made was perfect, by the way. That's a, that that told everything that I wanted to hear. That that sound you made, that's, that was perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> that was yeah, that was disturbing, right? Disturbing image from the mustache wow. down. Yes. <laughs> So Zod, you go see um, 
Fifty Shades Darker yet? I know you were like really no, excited. No, I haven't. It's coming out. No. You're gonna do like one of your cyber love spanky spanky shows about it? No. Maybe get some <laughs> VR porn based on it. No. Did you guys hear about the cucumbers people were finding in the in the theaters after the showings of that movie? Oh my god, no, no. Uh, it's no. actually it's, you can look it up, man. It's this ain't fake news. Like they were actually finding cucumbers under seats um, after showings of Fifty Shades Darker. That the thing that like the guy that played Pee Wee Herman got in trouble for doing that same shit in the eighties, man. And he was actually at a porn theater, not at a regular one. So, what does this world come to? Core Paul Rubens never be vindicated. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rubens. Poor Pee Wee. You know, it's not really his fault. I mean, he just, he was at a porn theater doing what guys do at porn theaters. I mean, it wasn't his fault. He was, you know, doing what, I mean, who goes to a porn theater and doesn't masturbate? Let's be honest. Let's be real here. Let's for a second here. I've I've never been to one, so I, I me neither. I've never been one, but I'm pretty sure that's what people do when they go to porn theaters. Watch That's porn why movies. they call the Check off. They call the they call the janitors at those places jizz moppers for a reason. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, so what was like, he doing that was so wrong that they, they had to call the cops on him? I mean, seriously, was it because he was in one of those booths and he just kept going? Disturbing the peace. Is that really what it was? I hope that's what he was doing. This Pee thing. And he's like stroking, like. Oh, my God, that'd be great. It's a <laughs> All I wanted was a pickle sandwich. <laughs> yeah. That would be so great if that's what he was doing. Oh, my God. But, I mean, like, yeah, it would have been one thing if they caught him, like, a, like, a little, like watching fucking, like, Spy Kids or something, beating it. But, like, he was at a porn theater. Like, I, I never so, understood why he so, like, so much. You're supposed to go to a porn theater and not, and not wank off. That's crazy. Who would, I mean, but wow. Only, only, yeah. only if you're famous, you're not allowed to beat off at porn theaters. Like if you're just a regular fucking scummy dude with like a Tom Cruise handlebar mustache, it's fine. Or a bullet, you're allowed. Yeah. Okay. And there's music yeah. in the background, right? And, you're, and if you're a good ta- and if you're a good talker too. And if you, you don't know, got a red bow tie and gray suit, and you're not going. <laughs> well, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're fine. <laughs> I can't imagine him doing that, though. Just like that. There. What the hell is Jack O'Brien? <laughs> Do you hear that or no? Yeah. It's the Stop music of the night. <laughs> That's the Blue Oyster from, uh, remember Police Academy? The gay club? I knew I knew the music from somewhere. See, yeah, I know several... If there's ever a film series that needs to be brought back, it's the Police Academy. I mean, we need more Police Academy movies. Yeah. And they could just continue on with those, too. Right. It's kind of like yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. Mahoney's kids show Mahoney and no. Jody's kids show up. Here's easy sequel. Mahoney, you're the commandant now. You're commandant Mahoney. Because, you know, the commandant Lazard is already, like, you know, a thousand years old. He's passed away, actually. The actor passed away. Greg Lugan. Uh, what's his name? Um... Uh, Gaylord or something crap, I don't remember his name, but I know he's passed away. Or oh, he's a hundred. He can't be that young. But uh, hey, Commandant Mahoney, you know, right there, that's, that's your, your springboard. I'm pretty sure Steve Gutenberg is doing absolutely nothing right now. He would do it. He's doing the Law of the Lantern movies on Sci Fi Channel. That's about the only thing I see him doing late recently. 
And then the old the old guy that was like the bad guy in the movies, um, G.W. Bailey, he's on the show um, Major Crimes. He's actually still playing a cop on TV, so he I'm pretty sure he'd be down to return as the movie in the movies. Well, he was great too, man. We tell you, Captain Harris. Yeah, oh, he was one great of the... as a guy in um in Short Circus too, but that's besides the point. Yeah, and, but he was hilarious in the first couple um Police Academy movies. You know what I always found funny about him though? He always played like that asshole cop in just about everything in the eighties. Even when he remember him in Mannequin, remember Mannequin the movie? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> played the same character. He was that was like Captain Harris all over again, but he was like a mall cop. Always played that character. It's, it's amazing. He got he's really typecast. He's playing that character. If you watch, the, the I know. Clo- the, the, if you check out the show, The Closer, or um, it's now called Major Crimes. He plays the officer Provenza, and he's basically just that guy as like an old detective now. He he's re- still really funny too. Like he's like my favorite character on the show. Goofy old bastard. <laughs> but it's amazing how typecast he's been though, because he's been doing that since the eighties, dude. Like. For real, it's like oh yeah, he's got steady get... work. You know, he's got yeah, steady exactly. work, but damn. Yeah, we need a grumpy old cop guy. You down, George? G. W. Bailey, you, you gonna come down and be in this? You know, yeah, yeah I need I'm... the paycheck. Why not? And, and they yeah. wouldn't even have to put a number in front of the police academy movie. They'll just call it some police academy, whatever. You know, police academy reborn. Back in training. <laughs> now that was part two, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. There already yeah. one called Back in Training. My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was part two. Actually, it was Back in Training. Well, there's been seven of them, hasn't there? Seven or eight? Yeah. Watched yeah. was Mission to Moscow. Um, was there that anyone? Was directed, any that was directed DVD, I think. The the last one that came on in theaters, which was actually pretty funny, was uh, Assignment Miami Beach. And that's the one where they they had to fight the terrorists at the airport, right? Yeah. 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 That was funny shit. That's the one that actually didn't have Mahoney in it. <clears throat> it had uh coming down Lazard's uh, gra- nephew or grandson or something. I can't remember exactly, but uh, he was like the main character, comedy character, like the Mahoney character. Uh, which I guess you would have to get like another actor to play that kind of character as a central character. If, even if you have Mahoney in it as a commandant, you're still gonna have to have you know another character in there to kind of be that you know main character to follow through. Um, I bet he's they, old, old and angry and bitter. Cause, like a young Shia LaBeouf would have been awesome as he, as Mahoney's kid. Or, you like, know the what? New Mahoney. He, he could still pull it off. Cause I mean, I don't know how angry and uh, and stuff he is, you know, in reality. But I mean, he's doing a lot of other movies, and he's, you know, I'm pretty sure he could pull something like that off. That'd be actually a really good role for him too, because it'd be complete a complete departure from everything he's done before, and it turns him into like something in comedy, which would be he's good in. Because when he was younger, he did a lot of comedy stuff, and he's funny. So, uh, yeah, no, he kind of looks like Mahoney's um, bastard son. Like He doesn't look exactly like him, but he could kind of, like, pass off. But you can believe that he's related to Gutenberg. Yeah, 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 I completely, could... completely. Yeah, I could see him as his son. I could. You're absolutely right. You sold me quick on that one. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm 100% on board on that one. So, anyway... Uh, do we have anything else to talk about here, guys? Uh, any, any other news that's uh, come on the last? Uh, well, aside from the sad here. passing of Bill Paxton, but I mean, we kind of all uh, yeah. commiserated over that on Facebook over the 
the past week. I mean, that that was such a tragic loss. He was one of my all-time favorite actors from Aliens, Hudson, man, one of the greatest characters ever. And um, I really do just wish he's at – hope he's at peace, you know what I mean? Like that's about the only other news I could really think of that would be noteworthy. Now, I haven't seen it, but I know he was in uh, Training Day, right, the series? Yeah, um, did they finish the whole season? Because like I only saw that the pilot for that ever came out. So I have no idea. Uh, they're they up to they're up to episode they're up to episode five on oh, Training wow. Day. Okay, so they must have shot at least the whole first mid season of it. Probably. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to end up uh, removing his character from the show. So like the pilot, he was great. I mean, like at first I was like, oh man, they're going to try to, and I was like, Bill Paxton's going to play Denzel's character. Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. And the, the pilot was actually all right. It was a lot funnier than the movie was, but whatever. You, do you know, think it's... now? Do you think that they'll just cancel Training Day after they've yeah. aired all the episodes? Probably. Yeah, out of respect to him, I, I would think so. Yeah, I don't see how they could continue that particular incarnation. But that, that's it, so. that's kind of one of the really cool things that they've been doing on TV lately. Is they've been taking like movies that were great. And they've actually been turning them into decent TV shows because, I mean, like, they really started with... The first one I saw like this was Limitless, which really blew me away. And then the Rush Hour show came out and was quite good. But Lethal Weapon is probably the most surprising for me. I mean, I really did not expect to like that show in the slightest. It, it's probably one of my favorite things on TV at the moment, aside from Legion. See, I don't really like the, I don't like the Rush Hour one too much, but Lethal Weapon, yeah, that's, that's been fantastic. I like that a lot. And yeah, the training day looked like it was going to live up to that. I mean, it's just so sad about poor Bill Paxton. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you guys before we get to the uh, top ten box office results for the week. Uh, what's uh, a, a franchise from the '80s or a movie from the '80s you'd like to see brought back on TV that hasn't been done yet? Todd, I was going to say Weird Science, but they already tried to do Weird they Science as a yep. TV show, and it didn't work. No. Well, it actually, the, it, went, it, worked. It, went for, it actually went for five seasons, so it actually it did work, but I'm just... No. It wasn't very good, those five seasons, but... I that was, that was what, in, on the USA Network? Yeah, it was one of their first actual yeah. um, TV shows yeah. that they tried to do. Can't really blame shows. that. Can't blame them too much on that. Uh, uh, anything else, Zod, or that's about it? Weird science. Um, let's see, something else from the 80s. How about uh, an interesting concept would be uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Hmm, that's interesting. I'd go with only, Monster only Squad. John, John Monster Ch- Squad on Netflix. Oh, there you Ooh, go. Well, I was, was going to get to you next, but you jumped oh, the gun there. <laughs> okay, now Johnny, you're next. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, we already yeah. got your answer. Monster Squad. All right, good. That's a good answer. On Netflix. It on has Netflix. to be on. Only on Netflix? Yeah. Or maybe like on FX or like Stars or one of them cha- premium channels that makes good shows, but not on ABC or any of that garbage. Now, here's a, a concept that I think would be beautiful if brought to the Netflix or even if it's brought to regular TV. The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Wow. Okay. TV series. Think about Depends that. Depends on who they get to play Alex Rogan. Depends on who they get. They need to get a good actor. Even if he's unknown, he's got to be good. Well, I'm pretty sure we can find a good actor for the role. I mean, The Last Starfighter was uh 80s classic. I mean, I love that film. And 
that would be something I think would be hugely, uh, you know, popular right now, especially with the way video games are so popular these days. I mean, that movie was way ahead of its time. Way ahead Flight of its time. Flight of the Navigator is so. another one. I'd rather see, I'd rather yeah. see, um, I'd rather see Last Starfighter as a TV show than as, um, them try to reboot it as a movie. So like, I, I I'd say agree. it's a way better, uh, format yep. for that. And I, yep. I think that it would be cool. They could like really expand upon like Zor and the Kodan Armada and actually yep. that whole story about the Federation and the victory and mm-hmm. death type motherfuckers and all that stuff from the movie it, uh, in a show. I, they, they could just completely explain that more and I don't know, have fun with it. Like, Say maybe get the guys that did the new Battlestar Galactica show to work yep. on it because they they really brought that back and that was a phenomenal series. So and with today's yeah, CGI on TV, they could totally make that look incredible too. It's not like you know it's going to look shitty like eight nineteen eighties technology. They could make it look really really good uh, on TV and you can really like you said flesh out the story and, and whatnot. So I, I think that would be a phenomenal series if they ever you know try to adapt that uh, for TV. Uh, other than that, let me see if I have another uh, one that I would like to see. You know what? And this is something that, that would never get rebooted on cinema. You're never going to see this rebooted by any director, uh, just because the guys who made it said that they won't allow it. But maybe on TV, you never know. Maybe how about a Back to the Future TV series? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. And another one that... um. It's not from the 80s, and it's not really from my childhood, but it's something that I really liked, but I think it would be much better as a show, Ender's Game. Like, they could, should really try to bring that over to television. That would television. be great, yeah. I, yeah, that'd be great. I, I, I love love that first film. Yeah, that first film was great. The fact that they aren't going to do any more is so, such a tragedy. I love that first film. It had Harrison Ford in it, by the way. Yeah, is an evil bastard. Awesome. Yeah, no, he was... All right, now, guys, this is the Estimate Top 10 of the week, and this is, of course, the weekend of uh, March 5th, uh, 2017, and uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, uh, box office uh, result this week. There's a lot of uh, close calls, a lot of new movies have come in, and uh, let's start off with number 10 this week, the movie... Let's see, let's see, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all right, here we go. Uh, La La Land brought in 2.9 million this weekend. Winner of Best Picture. Wait, no, 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 (laughs) no. Sorry, you didn't win. Shit. Uh, Well, actually, they did win a lot of awards. Yeah, (laughs) way too many awards for a lot. Oh man, way too many awards. Uh, I just I don't see it, and I'm not going to see the movie either. So I guess I'll never see it. But uh, number nine, Oscar Beatty. Yeah, there you go. Number nine, uh, Zod Rider's favorite flick, Fifty Shades Darker. Thanks, Bang. 3.4 million. Uh, number eight, The Great Wall. The uh, Is that a documentary with Donald Trump? No, uh, that's the one with Pat Damon <laughs> where he fights dragons in China, in ancient China. Ah, okay. China. The the documentary China. about Donald Trump is called Trumped. That's been out for a while. That was on uh, Showtime. Yeah. Let me see. Number, uh, number seven, Hidden Figures. 3.8 million. Number six, John Wick Chapter 2, 4.7 million. And, best uh, movie John, 2017 Best so movie of the year. I agree 100%. That movie was phenomenal. Uh, it should make a lot more money. I mean, that, we should, there should be a push for that movie to at least get 100 million domestically, because it's a great movie. It really is. If you guys haven't seen it, shame on you. Shame on it's what, you. It's what every, it's what every sequel should aim to be like, man. It's like, correct. The greatest act, one of the greatest I haven't seen it yet. 
but I plan to. Shame on you, Zod Rider. Shame on you. No, unplug from the VR porn and go watch John Wick too. Right, or at least watch it in your VR, you know, like, do something, make it happen. Yeah, Jesus, man. Go to the vir- virtual reality. Oh, I definitely could. Watch it. I definitely could. It, it would be, it's possible. I mean. Make it happen, yeah. number one. Make right. it happen. Number yeah. five this week, it's a new movie this week uh, that just came out. It made $4.9 million before I fall. And I've never seen this movie. Uh, I have no idea what it's about. Uh, it stars uh, people uh, that I... Uh, don't really care for it too much, but uh, cute girl, whatever that is. Uh, anyway, before I fall, uh, four point nine million. That's number five. Number four this week. Lego's Batman movie is so it's still kicking ass, guys. Eleven point six million uh, for the Lego's Batman movie, and uh, who would have thought, huh? Oh, I knew as soon as Will Arnett was cast as Batman, it was going to be a huge hit. <laughs> the, the magician Gob is—he's just amazing <laughs> in everything that he does. I'm Batman. He's the real relevant Batman right now, currently. Will or not. For real. <laughs> Number three, also new this week, the movie The Shack, brought in $16.1 Uh That's a Lionsgate production, The Shack. You guys heard of this movie? I haven't. I have no idea what it's about. No, not it, really. It's Lionsgate, so that means it's Tyler Perry, right? It's a Tyler Perry movie? Uh, no, it's Sam Worthington, but close enough. That's the dude that was <laughs> um, Terminator, <laughs> Terminator um, Salvation, right? That, yeah, that the guy. Heart of gold guy. Yeah, that guy. Hmm. I didn't uh, know he was. I thought he died still, after the last Clash of the Titans movie. That's what I thought too, but apparently no, he's still he's still running kicking. It's but, the uh, shit of the Titans. It's a, it's a third part of this trilogy. The, the poo of the Titans. The shack of the Titans. And this one, they're shacking up and they're tightening up and they're killing each other. Yeah, but the shack of the Titan. Blah blah. Now, uh, number uh, two this week. Get Out, which has spent the last two weeks at number one, and uh, I haven't seen it. It's uh, by Jordan Peele, who is not known for like you know directing or or even acting in horror movies or or serious movies. I mean, Jordan Peele is a comedian actor; he's a comic. And uh, for him to like get this movie out there, and this made a crap load of money domestically seventy five million dollars, <laughs> which doesn't you might say, well, that's not a whole lot, you know, seventy five million. It costs four point five million dollars to make. Yeah, it's it's a really it's kind of a really small movie. It's yeah, it's wonderful. Like it, it's relevant. It's it's just a perfect movie that's needed at this time, in my opinion. So I really got to applaud him for making it. But I've been a huge fan since Keanu Peel aired. So yeah, well, I, me I, I too. But I mean, we're we're talking about a guy who's a, he's known for doing comedy. So I mean, for him to like get this movie out there and be as well received as it's been and make as much money as it has and be as profitable as yes, it has. Comedy's always been so. His comedy's always been socially relevant, so he he brought that with the horror twist. It's still a pretty funny movie when you watch it. So, I mean, it's not like he straight up made like a Serbian film or something. It's not like some disturbing ass <laughs> movie that's never gonna sleep again or or like get out of your head. It, it's it's kind of more like Red State or Tusk type of horror. That's what I got. Like it felt like more like Tusk without the Tusk at the end. Yeah, without without the body it, horror. And he made it for like a cheap amount of money, just like uh, Tusk. It's, uh, it's like him looking at Kevin Smith and being like, hey, see, funny guys can't make horror movies, you dumbass. You just got to do it right. This, this is how you do it right. Pow, pow. Message to Kevin Smith. 
Now, the number one movie this week, and uh, again, this is going to be uh, no surprise to anybody. It debuted at number one new this week. Logan with $85.3 million is the estimate amount, uh, which, again, will put it right in the middle of uh, biggest uh, box office openings uh, for the X-Men franchise. Uh, right there, somewhere in the middle, which is great for uh, to you know for Logan, especially since this is the last movie with Wolverine in it. So there's not going to be any more Wolverine with Hugh Jackman. He's done. Yeah, it's over and with. well, then they're also kind of saying that it's going to be a while before we even see the character rebooted. So like the next couple X Men films, they're going to try without even having the character at all. So, like you said, it might actually be one of the last times we see Wolverine for at least a while, even yeah. if. Even without Jackman, which I'm I'm fine with. By the way, I have no issues with that. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but uh, you know, let the the character die out for a little bit before you bring him back. I'm, I'm okay you with know, that. It only no makes issues. sense, you know. Give it a break. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, the next person to inherit the boots of Wolverine has had it's pretty big boots to uh, to fill. Nine films. He appeared as the character in nine films. That, yeah. I think that that's probably the most anybody's played a comic book character thus far. Robert Downey Jr. is catching up to him fast, but like nine nine appearances in live action as the character, that's that's incredible. And, and those over are fifteen big- years. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty big. That's pretty big. I personally think that it's great that he's you know no longer going to do any more Wolverine movies uh, on the on that type of franchise. But I would hope that they could bring him back somehow on an X Men. On the X Men Team Up franchise, and uh, maybe yeah, no more Wolverine solo films, but you know more and and the uh, the future franchise films, uh, because I still would hate for them to like reboot again, because re- really First Class was supposed to be a reboot, but then you know Brian Singer came in and said no no no, we're not going to reboot after all, we're going to kind of like you know tie everything back in together and fuck up the continuity and everything <laughs> we were building with First Class, because you know my, my movies are more important than First Class. That's basically what happened because if not, I think First Class was kind of like leaning towards a reboot. And then he turns uh, around and reboots, and then he turns around and reboots it himself in Apocalypse Correct. by bringing in a new Gene Grey, right. Scott Summers, Nightcrawler, basically everybody, Storm, everybody's replaced in this film. So, right. uh, except he, again he should... for Logan. Yeah, his one cameo in the movie is you know it's you know it's Hugh Jackman. So it's brilliant. It's, it's one of the best. It's one of his best performances as the character on film, in my opinion. I love the Weapon yeah, X scene in um, Apocalypse. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think, you know, he doesn't have to get all, like, buffed and huge, because I know that's part of the problem, that he has to, you know, go through this crazy workout to be Wolverine every time out. Uh, but in the future, they want to use him as an older Wolverine, he could, you know, have, uh, you know, clothing on that, you know, that'll cover the fact that you can't see his muscles or whatever. But as long as, you know, you keep with the actor for another movie or two, I think that would be cool to continue that continuity. If not, if you are going to reboot the whole thing, I say shut everything else down. No more McAvoy, no more Patrick Stewart, no more of any of the other actors. Well, and reboot Stewart, the entire Stewart thing. And, Stewart well, Stewart is retired um, also. Yeah, he retired also from yes. the character. But here's the thing. I, what I would do is I would continue everything forward going through Deadpool. And whatever the actors they pick for the X-Men universe is there, those will be the new X-Men actors springing forward into solo films and to group pictures and stuff. And X-Force, X-Men, all that stuff, I would just reboot it from there. It's a viable franchise. We already know that Deadpool worked. Uh, has a huge following now, fan base-wise. It's the biggest of your whole entire X-Men universe when it comes to cinematically. You know, the, at the biggest opening, biggest box office results is the biggest R-rated movie of all times. So I say go through uh, through Deadpool and just make it happen. I think that would be the best way to go well, forward. And but that won't happen. Act- 
that won't happen though if Hugh Jackman is in Deadpool two or three though, because that will tie in that X Men universe directly. So I hope that if they do have Wolverine in that, it's a different actor and not Hugh Jackman. If they're going to just reboot the entire thing through Deadpool, but go ahead, Johnny. Well, Fox is also learning that um, X Men works on TV pretty well with um, how I don't know how the ratings are going, but I know critically Legion is just loved. I mean, the critics love it. It's a huge hit with uh, on a critical front. So um, I think that that means that we might actually be seeing more X Men on TV. They already had one show planned, but they're kind of kind of hinting at the idea of a shared universe on television, kind of like the Arrowverse for X Men characters, which I think is a wonderful idea and a good way to bring some of the shows like X-Factor and New Mutants to um, to fruition and maybe even poach them from TV and put them in movies unlike other fucking franchises do. I think that I don't understand why that's not a good idea for like the big wigs. If Fox are the first ones to get a hold of doing that, I got to give them props and I really yeah. hope that they are. Guys, we got to go. It's the uh, end of the show. Uh, this, uh, that's top ten uh, box office results for the week. This is the roundtable. That's Johnny Alpha. That's Zod Rider. I am the Jackal. And uh, next is the one and the only, the Rich Giordano show right here on PSN Radio. So stick around for that. We'll catch you guys hopefully next week again and not in 2018, because that would be yeah. way Stay too long. Classy. Stay classy. Stay classy. We just got to get Zod off his VR porn. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, yeah, that's a tough one right there, guys. We'll, we'll try hard next week. We'll try to get him off that VR porn. Zod, we'll have to limit your hours on that VR porn. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week, everybody. Peace.